Reboot, Revival, Rehash, Recast. Hey guys, Pie Rules here, and welcome back to the special 10th episode of the Recast. If you didn't catch that amazing introduction, which I don't know who starts a YouTube video like five seconds in, but maybe you did. Uh, I am here, <laughs> as always, with my co-host, the Jolly Green Giant, Monsters Review. Howdy, thank you for that wonderful introduction. We are also here with two of my favorite people on this platform. Aw, shucks. Aw, thanks. One of them made that amazing intro, Kuro, the artist. Hello, guys. What's up? Thank you for uh, that compliment on my intro. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to be back on the recast. I'm really excited for the discussion Welcome. we got today. Yeah. And the other guy is Shadow. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that guy. Shadow, yeah. yeah, that guy. <laughs> no, he's, how's it going? I'm glad to be here. Shadow, what did you bring to this? Did, did you have an animation? Uh... Come on, Shadow, you're making me look like a tryhard. <laughs> I can draw some stick figures if you want. <laughs> All right, stay tuned to the end of this recast for an awesome stick figure fight scene or oh, uh, or a My Little Pony music video, whichever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> now, as of this, uh, because of the way this worked out timing-wise with the crossover Nexus coming out, the audience probably doesn't know this, but we had planned for a while for both of you two guys to be kind of our like our steady recurring guests. Like, about every 10 episodes or so, we're going to have both of you back on to talk about Powerpuff Girls uh, and Ben 10, respectively. Yeah. It just kind of so happened that this is your second appearance. But you guys are you guys are very important to the recast. You're, you're our B team. You're our second string. Uh, we're Monsters and I to fall ill. You guys have to continue the recast by contract. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I remember that clause. It's on the uh, 17th paragraph. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, you guys are a part of the recast family, and... Yeah, I hope I hope our fans like you because you guys should be on a lot more. Well, they better because I ain't going anywhere. Nice, nice. <laughs> I like to think of the recast as the Olive Garden. You know, we have really crappy Italian food and we treat people like family. So, <laughs> but monsters don't say that they're gonna ask for breadsticks. <laughs> Dude, not bread the breadsticks. I love those things. So uh, today we're gonna talk about Olive Garden. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so. Yeah, today we, we have a special show because we are talking about the brand new hot off the presses. I'm sure there's like 8 million YouTube videos about this already. But the crossover Nexus, that really, really interesting piece of media that's going to be amazing to talk about. We have that episode. We're going to talk about another very interesting crossover that I know for a fact there's some diverse opinions on. The <laughs> TTGV PPGs, uh, or in like normal speak, the Teen Titans Go versus the Powerpuff Girls. Uh, we also have a really interesting question, and as usual, are what we watched this week. We have our first podcast with four people on it, and it's extra special because today happens to be someone on this podcast's birthday. Really? Who yeah, thanks for remembering. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Oh, no. Uh, well, that's awkward. It's, it's Monsters' birthday. Uh, We're not going to sing. That'd be a little awkward on a podcast. Although I think that song is not royalty-free anymore, or is... Royalty I thought free. it became yeah I'm pretty sure it became public domain yep we could um, sing and many more right uh, <laughs> that, that's what everybody does <laughs> but um not to derail the podcast too much I I got you a little something so huh yep I you I knew you wouldn't expect this I, I put it in the in the uh little discord chat privately but I heard that you were gonna get a Nintendo Switch oh my relatively God. soon so preemptively I decided to get you just just a little bit of eShop points Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, for, for those of you that don't know, um, 
I'm not the biggest gamer in the world, but I'm really looking forward to Smash Bros. So I'm going to buy a Switch really soon. And uh, yeah, no, we're we're gonna play a lot of games. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So there you go. I just thought I'd do that because it'd be nice. Thank and you. Also, because it's my birthday in two weeks. Um. So <laughs> <laughs> I have to return the favor Intense. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So also, uh, we have a Discord for the recast. Uh, it's in the description. If you want to send us questions or have any input on the episodes we've watched that we'll share in the episode, please do so there. So, how how are you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic, honestly. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've had a great day. I've, I've been looking forward to this all day, so, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty hyped. Yeah, this has been, like, I've looked forward to this in the week, because this is... So we, we uh, three of us watched the Crossover Nexus together, but then, like, we couldn't talk about it, because we got to save it for the podcast. Right. I made a tweet about it, but I didn't really say my opinion. I, I just said, like, if you're a fan of Cartoon Network Nostalgia, make sure you check it out. Right, right. Uh, and also, like... Yeah, both two. I think at least two people on this podcast got asked if we were going to talk about it, and then you were like, "You plugged the recast," so that was a smart move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let's move into the, our first segment here of what we watched in the past week. Let's start with Shadow. Let's see, what did I watch in the past week? Uh, or so, which is what what you watched in the past lifetime. <laughs> well the past lifetime i could go on forever no um what i've watched recently is aside from crossover nexus i've uh i watched the first episode of hilda which i thought was pretty interesting mm, uh, nice. yeah i was i was pleasantly surprised i thought it was good i i might check out the rest of it when i get the opportunity and then i don't know i think that's the only thing i've really watched but yeah i liked it so nice what, what made you not watch the rest of it right away uh just well time first of all right. but also i feel like it's something like it i'll be more attached to it as time goes on whereas right now as with most shows i kind of need to just let it sink in and let my interest build more because the first episode was good but it didn't like blow me away or anything that's fair so. i only asked because i i talked about it a few weeks ago and i kind of I, like i enjoyed it and i liked it but it's not I just feel like it's something I would have liked more when I was younger. It, I, like, I think it's good, right. but it, it just didn't it didn't grip me in the way. Uh, I just kind of feel like I couldn't relate to it as much because I'm older now. Yeah, I definitely agree there. It, it didn't draw me in as much as, say, something like Final Space did earlier this year, where, like, episode one, I was, like, completely sold on the entire thing. Hmm. But this one, I feel like I'm going to need to watch a little bit more before I can say that, so. Fair. All right, Kuro, what did you watch? I haven't had a lot of time to watch things, but I have. I wa I watched Ready Player One for the first time finally oh. uh, a couple of days ago. I really dug that movie. Hmm. Um, a lot of lot of cameos, uh, oh, sort of similar sure. to the crossover Nexus we got coming up. Good to pick for this week. So far, we've talked about Smash Bros, which is the ultimate crossover. <laughs> it <And> really is. <laughs> now you're talking about this, so pretty yeah. fitting. And um, Flash came back. The Arrowverse. I don't know if you guys are into that or not. Um, the CW has uh, four different TV shows that all share a universe and they overlap and whatnot. Ugh. Um, yeah, it like <laughs> it's exactly what you think it would be. Like at first, it wasn't. That's the thing. That's what hooked me. Is like um, it was very intricate, very like uh, the worlds were separated enough to hold their interest and whatnot. But now it's like I'm thinking like ten years time. If you try to watch like just one of these shows without seeing the others, it's like homework. So. CW shows have that reputation for me of just the obnoxious angst 
teenager stuff. So yeah, rightly yeah. or wrongly, that's just kind of like what I think about that stuff. No, I mean, like I, I agree. Like at least, um, at least with Arrow's perspective, it didn't start off that way, but ultimately it um took the CW route. It's on its seventh season now, which premieres next week. Only wow. the Flash premiered wow. this week. Yeah, and um, it, it was going downhill. Then season five, it like hit a stride. It was like best season it's ever done, even better than the first two. And then season six was eh, and now it's like on season seven, and it's trying to like hit that comeback. And the actors are posting like, "Oh, this is gonna be season one level," trying to hype it up. And it's like, I want to get my hopes up, but I don't want to be disappointed. So I'm just <laughs> gonna wait till it comes out, see how I feel about it. Mm. But yeah, that's that's about it. Just okay. Ready Player One in the Flash. Nice. So more crossover stuff. Uh, yep. Monsters. <laughs> So you're not going to believe this. I actually watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Cartoon All-Stars Come to the Rescue. No, <laughs> I'm joking. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, no, I I can relate to Shadow because I also didn't have that much time. But my intrigue in the crossover Nexus did lead me to watch an episode of OKKO uh, on the Cartoon Network website. Uh, the episode was called Lad and Logic. And it's basically an origin story about how Lord Boxman, who's basically the the main antagonist ends up near the the plaza where the show takes place. Uh, and it's a really upbeat episode that also has um, some really funny moments. Also not necessarily serious moments, but more heartfelt ones. I just got to say, I love the music and the score in this episode so much. Uh, maybe this is a thing throughout the entire show, but the, the music was just so good. Um, and I also just really like the art style too, kind of the rough edges on the characters, the, uh, the color scheme, um, but no, I, I really did enjoy the episode and I do see myself watching some more OKKO OK in the future. Okay. I do want to comment KO. on the soundtrack, what you were saying, because um, I saw online they posted the soundtrack to the crossover Nexus uh, OKKO. OK I don't know if it was the same people that do the show that do the crossover, but they had a really good soundtrack. So yeah. if it's the same people that did the show, I, I think the, the show's got a pretty solid um, background music for what they got going on, which a lot of shows... Like, I don't want to say be lacking, but they don't seem to put enough effort into it. It's a really important element. Absolutely. And it's something often people don't realize entirely. It's it's often a subconscious thing, how music can affect how you feel about the show. Oh, yeah. What'd you watch? Well, uh, so this was about two or three weeks ago, but I thought I'd bring it up on the podcast because it'd be fun. Both Kuro and I watched Foctopus. <laughs> yes. So... Oh, yes. Oh, my yeah, God. I almost forgot we watched quit. that. Yes. If you recall from the podcast, yep. the, the second episode, the third episode? Third Which episode. Third episode. <laughs> we did a trivia game, and the description of the episode was something like Ben and Gwen enter a town where everything is squid, or everywhere is squid. <laughs> and, and it wasn't everything. It was everywhere. And so uh, season one of the Ben 10 reboot came to Netflix, which is kind of confusing because it's also it's it's somewhere else as well like it's i don't know it's weird how cartoon network's defining up its shows now across the platforms because hulu has a lot of their other shows but um but anyway that was one of the episodes i checked out and i was actually decently surprised it, it's not a typo it is a squid pier there's like squid ice cream that they get served the idea of it is that steam smith is this steampunk old-timey neckbeard <laughs> <laughs> comes out of the ocean in a, in a mechanical <laughs> steampunk squid uh, or octopus or kraken or something and wants to defend the pier from being like renovated 
uh, it's it's like gonna be remade or something, and he stands for the old ways, and Ben can't fight him because Ben's afraid of squids. That's the story. <laughs> um, but it, no, I was I was actually pleasantly surprised. Ben's a random fear uh, was kind of funny. Gwen tried to help. Grandpa Max was there. He, he was probably him and his just like obnoxious. <laughs> got to teach the kids a lesson got to reframe everything into a lesson uh but yeah it wasn't i wouldn't say it was like an amazing episode or experience but for a reboot episode of anything it was it was highly competent i enjoyed it hmm. what did you what did you think of it curl i mean yeah it wasn't bad like i wouldn't say like oh this is a bad episode it's definitely one of those episodes you'd watch where you'd be like yeah this is pretty good it's nothing existential or anything i'm sure a lot of like if you're a fan of the reboot you'd definitely like the episode but Nothing groundbreaking, but very entertaining. Yeah. Some pretty good humor. I mean, that's really what stood out to me in it was was the humor, was just uh, just the exaggeration of, upon Ben's fear. And Ben has this fear because he was in a play. Like it's not that he actually had any experiences <laughs> with squids, um, but the bullies picked on him, and that's why he doesn't like squids. Um, and there's also some great like because because he is he is a neckbeard like that's that's for some reason the steampunk villain is he's just like this fat schlubby guy that's like change is bad uh and then he's like you know uh, he says something and, and when's like you wouldn't speak that way to a lady would you and he was like oh of course not m'lady like he says something like that <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> uh it's pretty funny so yeah um and then the other thing so i've been watching scooby-doo mystery incorporated because i'd been meaning to check that show out for a while and it came to the boomerang streaming app and if you remember i'm stuck with this app service for another like week and a half or actually another few days only at this point because uh, i accidentally forgot to unsubscribe from the free trial and so I've been trying to kind of rush through the show to to finish it up so I don't have to pay for another month of this service. And uh, I don't want to talk about it now because I will be talking about it at a later date, maybe closer to Halloween. But there was one episode that's kind of a break from the norm in the series that is a crossover. So I feel like it'd be interesting to talk about. Uh, are you guys aware of like the Scooby-Doo knockoffs in the 70s? Like the... I don't remember the name, but there was like some dog with like a beanie and a hoodie or something. That like was also made by Hanna Barbera. Are you talking about like Jabberjaw and like those yep. ca those cartoons? Something. I just remember like Hanna Barbera like made like a knockoff Scooby Doo, even though they own Scooby Doo. So it's like, I I, I don't they know. But that's bunch. that's the one that came uh, so to mind. So Jabberjaws was one of them. The Funky Phantom, which was the one I'd never heard of, or it's they're, they're with a ghost, and and the ghost also has a ghost cat. <laughs> I don't. Know. Uh, Speed Buggy. Oh wow! I remember know, that one. He sputters mm, yeah, a lot. I remember that one. And there's one other one that I'm not remembering. But anyway, basically, this episode of Mister Incorporated has Scooby Doo sick, and he has a dream where there's a mystery solvers competition, which there, there also was in the real world. He's just dreaming up his version of events, and in it, all these other Hanna Barbera teams that were knockoffs of Scooby Doo show up to this competition. And they all the teenagers get captured, and it's up to the sidekicks to save the day. They're, they're all locked in a school. And so it's it's Scooby and Jabberjaws and Speed Buggy and the Funky Phantom all coming together to to solve this. And it's it's interesting. Like it's it's really weird to see them be that meta. And also they changed the art style to be close to classic Scooby-Doo. I was just gonna ask that if they got like updated character designs. They didn't like they intentionally went back to the old designs like the mystery ink including scooby went back to the old design and the other characters have 
close to their old style. And so it was really interesting. That's that's weird. I, I mean, I mean, it, it sounds interesting, but I wonder, like, who they were doing that for. Like, if there's a fan base surrounding that, like, hard enough for them to want to do that, or if it was more, like, for themselves. Scooby-Doo very, very often tries to subvert its, like, the things that it does because it's so formulaic. And this is Mr. Inc. is kind of one of those shows that is trying hard to subvert a lot of their conventions, although playing a lot of them straight. And so this was kind of one of them where it was like all the sidekicks. I don't know. It was, it was interesting. It was it was it was just kind of weird to see because there was no other indication that these other Hanna-Barbera characters were going to show up in this show. So to just have Jabberjaws suddenly be there and be relevant for like five minutes was really interesting. There's also a subplot where because they're locked in the school where the principal of the school, who I don't think had been shown before, learns to like loosen up and become more of an action hero. It's weird. It, it's if you're interested in seeing like a really weird version of Scooby-Doo that crosses over with other hand Barbera shows, this one episode, uh, it's called like mystery solvers club. Check it out. I don't know. It's not indicative of Scooby-Doo mystery incorporated, but it very much breaks from that formula. And it's, it's really weird. <laughs> Maybe they should have crossed over with the problem solvers. <laughs> oh, God, I'd watch it. All right, so next up is news. There is no news. Next up, <laughs> there probably was news, but well, I figured we we're going to talk a lot about the crossovers, so we'll just skip over the news segment. Uh, we have one question this week, and I thought this was a really good question to ask because uh, it's an interesting question. And there's a lot of us here, and maybe we'll get some different perspectives. But Nerdy Thespian asks. I came across a theory online recently that stated that the reason shows like Teen Titans Go and The Amazing World of Gumball are aired more are uh, on CN are because kids don't want to watch or can't watch slash comprehend overarching storylines. They used examples of Steven Universe. How do you guys feel about that? Do you think that kids don't want to watch or can't handle watching overarching storylines in TV shows? I agree that that's definitely why they do it. Um... And I can see the reasoning for it because it would just be a lot easier to just tune into like a show in any episode and get hooked on it. But I disagree with that logic because at least from my perspective, like me and like who I've talked to growing up, like we've always been able to comprehend like, um, I mean, it's, it's not as hard as like people think, like they think like just because a show has like some type of like continuity or something, um, it's more, it's more about like if 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 the show if the show does it a little bit too hard where it's like let, let's take supernatural for a second just because we were talking about cw shows earlier that's pretty much a show where at this point you have to see all of the previous episodes to understand where it's a show like that has like a a soft a softer um realm of continuity like than... the first ben 10 where there's continuity but it's not it's not much it's like ben your gwen gets the power to use magic like that's that's something that happens and then she does it again but like it's not you're not locked out. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, like one one episode, Ben unlocks Cannibal. Then from then on, he has Cannibal. You understand that because you've seen the episode. And if you didn't, when you eventually see it, you're kind of like, oh, that's nice. And um, I I mean, I I've never seen Steven Universe. So would you say it's how how heavy of a of a continuity story is it? Is it really like very heavy? Episode? It's very uh, to the point where I mean, there's definitely standalone episodes, but to the point where I'm pretty convinced that the TV movie coming up is going to be an, an attempt to get pe new people in because it's. At this point, if you were to if you were to show up for Reunited, like I think it'd be a I think it'd get your interest, but I don't think you'd understand anything that's happening in it. <laughs> okay, so I mean, then I can kind of get it, but I mean, 
like the obviously Steven Universe is still going and it still has a fan base. So even for them going that route, I think that them understanding that certain shows, like certain audiences go to the shows that like have more of an episodic feel and certain audience goes to a more overarching story feel, them understanding that is great, but they shouldn't just be like, oh, well, it's just easier for us to make episodic shows, so let's just do that. I think they should put an equal amount of advert, and, it, and it's not even like impossible. They used to do this. They would just put an equal amount of advertising for both fields, and they would get decent viewership. So I mean, it's already been proven to work. They're just sort of like, I guess, less confident that their old ways could still be successful in like the modern advertising market. Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree. Like, I understand why the more one-off episode type shows are aired more because it's just easier to kind of consume that way versus going into something like again steven universe where if you watch like season five you're probably not going to know anything that's going on um but i don't think that like the one part of this question is thinking whether or not kids can't handle watching overarching storylines and shows i don't necessarily agree with that part i mean I don't want to say back when I was a kid, but yeah, back when I was a kid, uh, I would watch shows with overarching stories. Like I'd watch Pokemon, like the Pokemon anime and the Yu-Gi-Oh animes. I'd watch both of those every single day at like the same time on the channel. Like I think it was like nine to 10 PM or eight to nine or something like that on weekdays. Uh, Cartoon Network would air Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh back to back every week at the same time. And that's one thing that I think helps overarching shows is when they have a consistent schedule where you know, like, hey, at this time on this day, the next episode will premiere, and it's consistently doing that. The thing that Cartoon Network's schedule doesn't really do much anymore is have consistency, like, from week to week. Like, one week it'll have a ton of Gumball episodes and some Unikitty and some Teen Titans Go, but, like, no OKKO, OK and then the next week it'll be OKKO, OK Summer Camp Island, and uh craig of the creek and it's like you know it varies from week to week so you never really know what you're gonna get for that week which you know hurts steven universe at least recently because the times when steven universe has finally been airing new episodes i feel like the ratings have gone down because people aren't consistently seeing steven universe aired all the time you know and i think that's Mm -hmm. something that's hurting overarching storylines is because you you need consistent viewers for that kind of show, but if you're not consistently airing it, then the viewers won't be able to like always predict when it will be on, you know? I'm going to take a counterpoint. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, well, first of all, I just want to say from personal example, now I, I grew up a lot on, as mentioned, a lot on those early 2000s action shows like Static Shock, Spectacular Spider-Man, Teen Titans, etc. But... One show that I did not watch growing up, despite it being... Or two shows, actually. Two shows, despite them being on a lot and close to each other. Samurai Jack and Justice League. I did not get into those shows, despite them being kind of in the same category. And I don't know. I, I think it was just I kind of felt locked out of it. Or or maybe, like, I, I didn't want that serious of a show. Now, I'm not saying that, like, all kids are like me. I'm just providing an example. I think it's easy to say, yeah, all kids want that, or all kids like that, or all kids can understand that. But I think... The truth is that it's a little complicated. You know, what 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 kids find taste in and or what kids can understand are going to vary based upon like age for one. Um, you know, kids are that's a pretty wide demographic. But uh but the thing the the thing about this question that I kind of like agree with is that in terms of airing, like I don't know about you guys, but I don't 
like i don't care like if if cartoon network were to throw up episodes of steven universe online instead of actually airing them it doesn't matter to me i'm either watching them on internet television or just on the internet anyway like i think what's changed is that young and old for shows like steven universe the people that care about those kind of shows are going to seek them out online anyway now i don't think that cartoon network's done the best job of releasing this stuff online uh like just randomly dropping episodes without warning and how they don't really have like one set home for their streaming stuff but i think like ultimately yeah i don't think steven universe necessarily needs to be aired that much other than to gain new viewers i think in terms of just like the people that want care about that show are going to seek it out online anyway that's kind of what i'm thinking like and I, I don't think that's exclusively an us thing i think that's a younger people thing too more so maybe than us oh yeah don't get me wrong i agree but then you could also say well then they should probably try to make it a more consistent thing with you know releasing episodes on the app instead of either like you know just doing it unannounced or doing it at an inconsistent rate or something like that because at least from what i've seen haven't they just been kind of doing it whenever they felt like yeah i mean they do advertise sometimes i mean you're not wrong like listen i uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who doesn't have a problem with cartoon network scheduling uh like like i think you know airing one episode of steven universe like every day at like 7 p.m or something like that and just go run through the order in the show or two episodes that'd be great but i do think that the reason why teen titans go and gumball get more airtime is for the exact reason that this says is because those are the kind of shows that are very easy to just kind of click on and watch if you're a fan of those shows steven universe I'm not going to watch a random episode of Steven Universe. Never. If, if there's an episode I really like, I'll go back and watch that or I'll rewatch the show in order. But I'm not just going to, you know, like be like, oh, hey, here's I don't know, like uh, some random episode. I, uh, that's just my point is just that I, I think that's why the schedule is the way it is, is because that stuff mm -hmm. is moving online anyway. Um, and mm -hmm. I do think that I, I do think that some kids don't necessarily like continuity heavy stuff. There's adults that don't like that sort of thing. I think the the kind of like us, the people that talk about this stuff are typically people who enjoy more complex stories. But that's not that's not everyone. And it's easy to forget. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. I totally understand why Gumball and Teen Titans Go get air more. And if anything, I think it, it makes more sense that way. But I kind of agree with what Kuro said about how, you know, try to have a balance instead of just being completely one-sided like steven universe doesn't have to air an equal amount of time but like you said if it just aired like once at 7 p.m or 7 30 or whenever you know at a consistent pacing from the beginning people could tune in continuously because i mean or you know there's also online which i mean like i'm not really even one well, that's well, really complain about the schedule because i don't i haven't watched cartoon network live since like 2008 so i watched crossover nexus and the adventure time finale <laughs> but um <laughs> but otherwise i'm pretty much with you but no i i think i mean I, I do also think that there it is probably an old media thought of just like well you know give them give them disposable content give them the cheap stuff don't don't try to invest in more complicated things that are going to turn people away but in reality what you want is something that's continuity heavy that brings people back every day at a certain time like you watching uh Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever like that's really that's where you hook people i like yeah consistent viewership that's the key yeah like i i like hey i like we bear bears but i'm not gonna tune in every week to watch it new 
I'm not gonna like catch reruns. Like you know, I'll, I'll catch it every once in a while when I feel like it. I'll watch an episode and then I won't watch it for months. Like Steven Universe, dude, I'm on that new episode. I'm on that. So it's it's interesting. Monsters, what do you think? I've been very outspoken about my opinions on the Cartoon Network scheduling issue, um, obviously, but my opinions basically kind of fall into the vein of what you guys said. Uh, obviously, you know, I grew up with cartoons like Avatar, Teen Titans, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I, I remember coming home a lot of the time watching Maguzi, new episodes of Code Lyoko and Totally Spies and stuff like that. And I just think that it's it's one of those things where these executives in business suits think that kids are not capable of doing this when, you know, they actually are. Granted, when we grew up, it was a different time than now. But I actually think, uh, at least this is one of my observations, that perhaps their negligence of airing these continuity cartoons and their, you know, their prevalence of airing these uh, these comedy cartoons that aren't continuity-driven, like Teen Titans Go and Gumball, might create some sort of reverse effect in the way that, you know, it's creating a, 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 a habitat um, for, for these cartoons and kids will get used to them. And due to the fact that they won't see as many continuity driven cartoons, um, they're, they're not going to be as fond of them because of that. So, so the schedule doesn't air these continuity driven cartoons Thus, the children viewers would not become as fond of them. Thus, the schedule stays against the favor of continuity-driven cartoons because kids won't want to watch them because the schedule doesn't favor them, if that makes any sense. I know that's like a... No, like it's, a, it's a feedback loop. loop. Yeah, and but, but no, I agree. I, I definitely think uh, continu continuity-driven cartoons, especially action cartoons, are very high risk, but also high reward. Do you think in a way they're trying to replicate the whole binge-watching phenomenon of streaming? They might be, but I don't know. I mean, that goes back to the whole thing, though, that these episodes are like one-off things, you know? I don't, I can't imagine someone sitting down and binging Teen Titans Go, you know? It's yeah, more kind of like Usually when you do that, it's with, like, then... Stranger Things, which has, like, a, a story that you follow. Exactly. Which, again, is what helps benefit overarching cartoons, but they aren't playing those on air. Uh, I, I do think that, and Cartoon Network's not the only TV channel that's like struggling with the whole scheduling issue. Um, there's, there's several other channels I can think of that have like their one show they ride off of, or their two shows, like Discovery Family. Like When I was looking at those schedules back in uh, earlier this year, the most shows they the shows they air it's like they air one Transformers show and one uh, they air My Little Pony and they air like one other thing and that's like ninety percent of their schedule during mm. the day. It's like those couple of shows and it's consistent. And it's I think it is just simply because TV is a dying medium, and they're just trying to figure out what else they can do to kind of, you know, stay relevant while Netflix and Hulu and Amazon take over. Mm that's to my point that maybe it's it is just they know people are going to watch steven universe online either legally or illegally so why bother airing it to to them that's I mean, true you know like that's that might be how they're looking at it because i don't and i i don't mean to assume that everyone watches steven universe in the same way that i do but it, it's a lot easier to just say throw up a bunch of teen titans go and then i don't know maybe it's a maybe it's like a like a whale thing like you know how in uh, um 
mobile games, these companies look for whales. Like anything that has paid services, they don't expect the average person to pay for anything. But they do expect a few people to pay tons and tons and tons of money for that really dank Minion Masters uh, <laughs> <laughs> background or whatever. No, um, someone on this Excuse group me. is a big Minion Masters fan. No, but they don't. They they expect someone. They, seriously, they expect people. Uh, I don't know, wealthy children or adults with disp- tons of disposable income that get addicted to these games to pay tons and tons of money. So maybe that's it. Maybe they don't expect to get a ton of viewership, but they expect. If they just block out these Teen Titans Go in just this such a way that it is easy to binge it, even though it's not a continuity binge, I don't know. Maybe that's what they're going for. It's it's really tough to say, but I, I figured that'd be interesting to talk about. So, Kara, would you like to tell us what's going on on the podcast next week? Yes, we'll be talking about the two uh, season two finales of both uh, the original series and Ben 10 Alien Force. Uh, there's a lot of similarities in the episodes, not just the fact that they're the season two finale of their respective series, but there's a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. I've been really excited about uh, coming on the recast again for this episode for a while, so hope you guys will tune in and check it out um, and enjoy what we got planned. Yeah, so those episodes are Back with a Vengeance from season two of Ben 10 Classic and War of the Worlds parts one and two from Alien Force. They're pretty good episodes, although if you're not familiar with Ben 10, maybe don't start there uh, uh and then the week after that we we are going to be doing something something <laughs> doing something we're we're gonna be oh, we're gonna be talking about uh two episodes uh that are created by billion fold inc uh fred raider is in collaboration and they're both scored by guy moon so we're gonna be talking about from the fairly odd parents scary godparents and danny phantom fright night because both episodes are about the protagonist wanting Halloween to be more real and scary. And we will not be talking about the creator of those shows. Yes. <laughs> we just want to talk about the shows. Please don't make it awkward, comment section. All right. <laughs> now, are you guys ready for the big event? Oh, I'm ready. The main event that you've all been waiting for. <laughs> all right. So, for the first time, we're trying something a little different with our discussions in that, in that I wrote out a, like a little... Uh, outline for us to follow so hopefully this discussion will be relatively structured we're gonna pretty much since these two crossovers are pretty much not comparable outside of the fact that they are crossovers and the fact that raven is in both of them we are mostly going to be just talking about one and then the other and then the comparisons that we do have i think that makes sense right instead of going back and forth yeah so first up we're going to talk about ttg vppg now Uh, This episode basically has Mojo wanting to find a universe where the heroes do nothing, and he transports himself to the Teen Titans Go universe. Powerpuff (laughs) Girls follow him, and he befriends... Well, Beast Boy and Cyborg decide to just kind of follow him and hang out with him and help him be evil, whereas the rest of the Titans, uh, the Powerpuff Girls try to team up with them in order to take Mojo down. Can I just get, like, a, a panel here of, like, who 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 reacted positively to this? Me. Me as well. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? So mm-hmm. I take it both oh. Kuro and Monsters, you you reacted either neutral or negative? Yeah, I, I was going to say I can't... Not that I hated it, but I, I really can't think of like a single positive thing about I, it. I had a couple positives, but my my viewpoint on it is that it's it's tolerable for me. <laughs> 
you know, Shadow, it's interesting that the two people on this podcast that have probably that have definitely watched the most of the reboot of Powerpuff right? Girls. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, right? I, there might be a reason here. Uh, so to no. to get that kind of bit of trivia out of the way first, it, this episode was made at the same time as production of season one of the Powerpuff Girls reboot was being made. So even though this is based on the Powerpuff Girls reboot, or or at least made in conjunction with it. Most of it is based on the original Powerpuff Girls. Everything basically but the girls' designs and voice actresses, right? Because well, even the yeah. designs have thicker outlines. That's true. That is yeah. true. Um, but, like, the fact that the day is saved, the fact that there's a narrator. <laughs> is there a narrator yeah. in the reboot? <laughs> I don't. Dude, the narrator in this crossover has more airtime than probably the entirety of the reboot. Because right. wow. he's in, like, the first... <sighs> eight-ish episodes and then he shows up in like episode 25 of season one and then he's like never in anything else <laughs> so there's so that like, yeah um the fact that the girls I, I act more i don't necessarily want to say they're that. they're not quite themselves but they're closer than anything the reboot really portrays they're they're kind of like an in-between right they're hmm. more competent but then again i mean that might also just be because of the comparison with the teen titan <laughs> i thought they were right. I, I thought they were quippy but i also thought that the girls in this episode were a little bland and uninteresting well i mean that's if you compare them to the original powerpuff girls correct mm -hmm. if you compare them yeah. to the reboot girls they're actually i'd say they're more exciting to watch than the reboot girls right because <laughs> at least they at least they make you know grounded decisions <laughs> i was gonna yeah. say i really didn't have a i guess i guess this is a positive thing to say about it i really didn't have a problem with the powerpuff girls at all in the reboot um and i was actually it got me thinking like because i i've seen a lot of clips and i think i might have seen a full episode i haven't seen a lot of the powerpuff girls reboot but from what i've seen it was like relatively uh intolerable at least for me and like uh in this crossover they were the only thing on screen that like i was actually like wow i do not i am not annoyed by this and that that sucks because i i i, I don't like uh jumping on the teen titans go hate bandwagon even though there's a lot i don't like about the show and i genuinely i, I saw the movie in theaters i do like the movie but like this episode like takes everything i don't like about teen titans go and just like puts it like right on a pedestal yeah so really it was like at least, yeah, ev well, everything, everything but the self-referential stuff about the original series. But like everything I didn't, I don't like about the show is in this crossover. So that's interesting because I kind of enjoyed that probably the most. Is that so? Like the whole conceit with this is that this is from the era of Teen Titans Go, where they're self-aware. Like I don't know how long. I mean, they were relatively self-aware from the start. But like, there's there's been a number of episodes, to my understanding, where the, the the show outright admits like these characters are not heroes they're just kind of awful people they're they're losers they're pathetic uh and this episode just highlights it to the nth degree it it, it portrays the characters as complete idiots like and i like that i thought that was funny because really? i don't like these characters i don't like but that's the thing like you don't like the characters i don't right. think the characters are even compelling in a comedic sense like I think SpongeBob does the whole unintentional antagonist thing really well, but Beast Boy and Cyborg for me in this episode were more irritating than they were funny. Well, I I, I don't care about those two at all. Those two, <laughs> I think, I, I kind of, I do agree with you that those two are pretty useless. Like, they might as well not be in it. I think the reason why they went off with Mojo is because the other three Titans have more direct comparisons with the girls, and these two 
don't. I mean, I guess Beast Boy maybe with Bubbles, but uh, Starfire is a much better match. But like, yeah, those two forget them. But but like, Robin and and Starfire, Robin and Raven mostly just like talking down to the girls, and the girls just kind of like looking at the screen, like <laughs> you guys see in this, like that was funny because they're obviously meant to be wrong. Like they're they're not played straight. I think that I think that joke dragged on a bit too long. Though. I, I like, agree. They carried they carried that through the whole episode. And then, like, at the end, like, when um, Robin was trying to give them, like, a genuine compliment, like, oh, maybe you two are, whatever he was saying, I thought he was joking at first, just because um, of everything that he said in the episode. And then, like, they responded sincerely. I'm like, wow, they're actually trying to make this, like, a serious moment. I am not feeling it. <laughs> I thought it was because it's kind of a play on, like, the idea that they actually learned something, because they didn't, like yeah you know like that's how i took it yeah i mean if that's if that's what they were going for i didn't feel that i felt like they were trying to like make it seem like a learn something and like it didn't work out but i mean if, if fair. they were trying to make it not work out then good for them but i i guess i didn't i didn't get that what did you so what did you guys think of the story of this episode <sighs> story uh <laughs> <laughs> hang on this isn't the yeah. this isn't the crossover nexus portion there is a story <laughs> Um, I mean, it it makes sense. I'll give it that. Kuro, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mojo can just like nonchalantly go to another dimension, yeah. but still has problems with the Powerpuff Girls. So Mo Mojo captured the narrator in an episode of the original show. He can do whatever <laughs> he wants. I did he think did. that was clever, though. The fact that he's like, hmm, I guess I'll have to find a dimension where superheroes don't care. <laughs> What? Like, I thought that was clever. What right. about the dimension where superheroes don't exist? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mojo. All right, Shadow, what did you think, then, of the story? I mean, okay, so... It's... It's passable. I mean, it, it ultimately feels like it's just w wasted time, and this is one thing I kind of have against the, the crossover, is, like, mm -hmm. the majority of the time between the Titans and, this, and the girls is a pointless challenge i guess i don't get me wrong i like how it's set up because uh the girls make a comment and raven's just like that sounds like a challenge and bubbles is like how did that sound like a challenge it was like <laughs> i just love that but the whole challenge itself felt like it wasn't really getting anywhere yeah and it hmm. just well, felt like it was I, filling time i like that aspect of it though like the friendly competitiveness between the two especially towards the end when starfire and bubbles get all competitive over who can be the most kind well that was the best mm -hmm. but that i yeah. it was. I, I think what shadow is i think what shadow is about to say if i'm gonna read your mind for a second i like the idea of that right the idea of the girls facing off because again those three titans they have a decent bit in common with the girls but the way they play it off is not the best because bubbles and starfires is great they actually compete at something raven and and buttercup raven just decides to sit it out which isn't funny and then i don't even remember what robin's was with Robin's just like does something dumb and then Blossom like pulls up a note or something. I forget. Is that what you were thinking, uh, Shadow? Yeah, it's basically that. I love the idea, and yes, Bubbles and Starfire was great, but again, the other two, it didn't really feel like it was that good. Yeah, <laughs> that well uh, written. So, but. so what about what about the Monkey Army song, guys? Oh uh, no, uh, that's. Ooh. Anything with Cyborg, Beast Boy, and Mojo, I don't like. That's one of that's one of the examples I feel like where a, a cartoon show adds a song to an episode just because they want a song there. Like the lyrics are literally just like 
we're building a monkey army over and over again to like some like very uninspired like montage that i can't even remember at this point so i feel like yeah. it was just like some episode filler that could have like they could have taken that time it was and spent it towards like some more like interesting crossover stuff yeah because mm. i mean if you, if you think about this in concept it could have been something like really interesting but monkey army so <laughs> i've heard a lot of teen titans go songs this is definitely one of the weakest ones really <laughs> whoa whoa yes. really yes there's 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 <laughs> there's some actual like songs in there that it's like oh wow okay I, I can i guess i can give them props i mean huh. don't don't get me wrong it's really repetitive but night begins to shine i can give them credit for that uh i can also give them credit for that one rap that beast boy did but <laughs> i thought the um, let's be serious song was pretty funny from that yeah, episode that one that one's good too that what one's about good too, but did like, you did any wait did any of you guys see the movie i did yes yeah what about the song that they took out slade with yeah, that one. I also love the uh, upbeat, inspirational song about life. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was a good. good one too. See, like the movie. I mean, not to get on too much of a tangent, but the movie felt like something entirely different. Um, I felt like it's everything like Teen Titans Go tried to be, and it succeeded in. It almost felt like a, like a soft core like reboot to Teen Titans Go itself. Like hmm. it was, I, I I don't know. Like it's it's like if all of their ideas went right for once. And, like, now we have, like, <laughs> yeah. the freaking, I mean, not now, but beforehand, like, compared to this, like, the, the Powerpuff Girls episode, it's, like, I don't know. The whole show should have been, like, the movie. On the topic of movies, it is kind of funny that the Mojo's story is not too dissimilar from his idea in the movie, Monkey Army. The Powerpuff Girls movie? Yeah, Monkey yeah, Army. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Is, yep. A lot less the personality. execution is much, much worse but yeah it's it's a similar plot yeah what what did you guys think of the so jokes wise you guys uh the two of you weren't a fan of the like the teen titans talking down to the girls did you guys like i i liked the the anti-powerpuff girl gas and the comment of just like so we're just gonna stand here and then until this dissipates and then go after him like yeah okay pretty much i thought that was funny um one thing besides the whole bubble and starfire trying to one-up each other mm. which i did laugh at uh, another thing that I did laugh at was when uh, Mojo Jojo shows up in Titan's Tower and Beast Boy's fart farting while he's tr oh. saying his ABCs. You like that? And I didn't laugh at it because I thought it was funny. I was laughing at it because of how bad the attempt was <laughs> and that it was trying to be funny. Well, was that... Sh Shadow, how did you read that? Was that like a parody of like dumb Teen Titans Go humor or was that a genuine... Which the ABCs? Beast Boy farting farting yeah, I'm gonna beef the ABCs. What kind I of line is this? I was like, this is so stupid, dude. I mean, I've seen the burping ABCs joke a bunch. Maybe they were just trying to be different. You know? I thought that. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, didn't, like, I, I, I was not a fan. That was that didn't no, seem self-aware to me. That seemed like genuinely like this is what we think is funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that was that's typical Teen Titans go. Also, Beast Boy uh, humor. I'm still saying and... I'm still gonna say this that I said it when we did Employee of the Month. Beast Boy, I don't like his voice in Go. It sounds like he's always screeching. I don't know yeah. why, but his his intonations, like if you compare it to the original Beast Boy or like anything that Greg Sipes has done, otherwise, Kevin, because um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a connection here, but. Uh, I don't know. It just it feels like he's like shrieking all of his lines, and it's not good. And he still does the stupid pluralization thing, which I don't understand. 
I forgot, did in the original Teen Titans, did Beast Boy always call Raven Mama? No. God no. no. Oh man, because no. I was I was rewatching um there's this mo- there's this like separate like DC animated continuity call uh on Hulu. Well it's not like, Hulu exclusive, but you can find it on Hulu. And okay. uh one of them one of the movies is like Teen Titans the Judas Contract and Beast Boy's in it. And he calls Terra Mama in that too. So I'm wondering is like is that like a is that like a trait Beast Boy has that I just like didn't realize or no. is like exclusively those two and that's maybe it's in the comics. I don't know. Uh, maybe I, I don't know um did you guys what did you guys think of the narrator jokes with robin being able to hear it? i i didn't like them i liked raven's insinuation that he was like schizophrenic or something because yeah. that's that was kind of unexpected but robin like arguing with the narrator and it just it felt like i don't know it could have been funny yeah mm-hmm. Not yeah, not not an unfunny idea, but like like a lot of things in Teen Titans Go, it does it drags. It's like they can't just do the joke once. It's like got to do it again and again and again, and it gets less funny every time. Waffles. What'd you guys think of the ending? Because I was not a fan. It just kind of like ended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like well, the crossover's over. Everyone go home. <laughs> what even what even happened to Mojo? Did he go to jail? I can't even remember. What happens is the Teen Titans sneak into uh, Mojo Jojo's lair um, as the Powerpuff Girls. But I don't know if this is supposed to be a joke. I interpret it more as just being stupid. But basically, you see the silhouettes of the girls or the Titans disguised as the girls. But they're floating and it's like the proportions of the girls. But when the smoke fades away, it's oh. just the Titans in like these oversized Powerpuff Girls costumes. I hate when shows do that. That's a joke, though. I mean... Do you think so? I do think it is. Whether whether it's a good joke or not, your mileage is going to vary. But that was an intentional joke. That's the whole mislead. That they're dressed like the girls. Which I don't think Raven would do, but... <laughs> um... I mean, I could buy the floating for Raven and Starfire. It's just Robin that's like right. But the fact that they're also like two feet tall, I would have I would have bought it if they like made like silhouettes of the girls like out of like random like household objects or something, and made Raven have them float over or something. Yeah, I would have bought them. That's probably applying too much logic to the show. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that I loved this or that I thought it was amazing, but it it did it does it did when it first came out, and it does still surpass my expectations for Teen Titans Go and for the Powerpuff Girls reboot. And I like I would I would give it probably like a six, right? Like I'd say that it's better than neutral, but like not by much. Uh, but I thought it was okay. Like I, I laughed enough times in this that I I think it justifies its existence. Yeah, I mean I'd still say it's better than most Powerpuff reboot episodes. Yeah, I I'm and... sorry, but I disagree. <laughs> oh, I I don't. How many I don't episodes of the reboot have you seen again? <laughs> of, of the Powerpuff Girls reboot? Yeah. Uh, none. <laughs> I've seen okay. like I've seen like well. extended clips, like a plethora of them. Like whenever you see them, like on Facebook or like. Have you seen the professor? <laughs> a little uh, bit. Of I don't. I don't know. The dude, way the way I see it is like, I don't. I don't feel there's enough redeeming qualities for this episode to exist. Like I understand it was probably, if not entirely, created just to help promote the new T- Powerpuff Girls reboot. Like mm-hmm. partnering it with like their number one show. I get that, but I mean. I feel like if they're going to do something like this, like any crossover should be treated like a big deal. And this doesn't seem like it was treated like a big deal. So 
I I don't know. It's it's probably it's probably just a personal standard standard I hold for crossovers, where like if you're gonna do it, you might as well do it big. And this was just kind of like an average episode of Teen Titans Go featuring the Powerpuff Girls who really didn't want to be there. It, I mean, to me, it's like here's here's Teen Titans Go being a, self aware in a way that isn't obnoxious, in a way that is having these characters that I do genuinely like or versions of them that are halfway between characters I like and dislike. Uh, kind of pointing out how obnoxious the Teen Titans characters are. And I feel like, I do feel like with a, with a straight man, and I said this, I said this in my very first video about Teen Titans Go, like in 2014, that one of the problems with the show is that it doesn't have a straight man. Like Robin plays, or, or, yeah, Raven plays it occasionally. Robin plays it occasionally. But Teen Titans Go in general does not have a straight man. And to insert these relatively uh you know like logical girls into teen titans go universe makes their comedy so much better to me i can understand yeah that. i absolutely agree that's that's, that's justifiable mm-hmm. all right uh so we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more in comparison but uh are you guys ready to talk about crossover nexus oh yeah so the first thing we have to talk about is just the, the cameos, right? Because that's yes. the most the most insane thing about this is the background cameos of which. OK, what, let's go one by one, which which was the most unexpected for each of you. It could be a reference to a Cartoon Network block or it can be a character or, or whatever. The shadow. Uh my most unexpected there's a list here on the dock if you need help <laughs> for oh, the, ones, okay. the ones that i wrote at least oh man okay well i was definitely yeah uh moxie that that's definitely one that i did not see coming also uh i was surprised that they used robot jones like original voice yeah for that really quick laugh that he did i was like whoa okay that's really cool um what are the characters probably like uh i guess what lou from mike lunag was there i didn't think mike lunag would be but it's like uh, i think every single cartoon network original showed up except for like class of 3000 right and secret uh, saturdays and and secret saturdays okay and some other ben 10 versions if you want to count that but anyway <laughs> kuro you what what obscure references did you like <laughs> All right, so I I watched I recently watched a video that pointed out every single cameo, and hey, I can see don't, how don't plug other people's work on this podcast. <laughs> well, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying who it is. I'm not right. saying who it is, <laughs> but um, I can see how in theory there's a lot of like unexpected cameos. Like there's cameos from characters who only even appeared in pilots, or like characters who appear in like Latin America exclusive Cartoon Network shows. Villas, yeah. Yeah. But personally, personally, I am su- I was surprised when I saw Generator Rex in there because to um from what I've seen that's one of those shows that like Cartoon Network like never acknowledged. Like whenever like CN City, I mean he was a little bit after that, but for an example, or like whenever you see those giant posters of like a plethora of Cartoon Network characters, he was never there. So the fact that like he was there and like acknowledged and represented it, it like it made me really happy, so I liked seeing him there. Monsters? Uh, I just want to say before listing my references that um, just major shout out to Ian Jones Cordy and the OKKO team because everybody knows it, that's at least a longtime viewer of mine how much of a fan I am of the Cartoon Network City era. So this and knowing how much Cartoon Network 
uh, doesn't acknowledge these sort of things. When I saw this, it was completely out of left field, and I wish I had my reaction because it was absolutely insane. Um, but besides that, uh, I was really surprised to see that they referenced Symbiotic Titan because uh, they kind of wrote off that show, and uh, you know the network didn't promote it too much. So um, I was surprised to see that. I think I know what yours is, Pie Guy. <laughs> Uh, golly from out of jimmy's head <laughs> yeah it wasn't the one i was excited to see but just the most surprising because that well there, i mean there was that and then there's also a reference to tickle you in some graffiti yes which is the like preschool block right uh and har har thursdays was other graffiti and oh yeah the wedgies mascot like no one's gonna know what i'm talking about but he's there in graffiti yeah okay so like you hinted at this monsters but we do need to acknowledge this that this crossover was not cartoon network did not make this push for this or care about this ultimately yeah this was because ian and his team and i don't know who other who else ever else maybe rebecca sugar or who, you know whoever else was like yeah do it and you can use my character in your show and we'll help you and blah 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 it's them it's those people the creatives at cartoon network that cared and that made this because cartoon network gave about as much promotion of this as they gave to the minecraft special of adventure time and they <laughs> yeah. didn't give that much attention either here's the not to mention this came right before the minecon live stream <laughs> yeah but like like to put it into perspective I mean, Teen Titans Go, I, I don't really remember the Teen Titans Go Powerpuff Girls crossover promotion, but I think it got a decent amount of press. It um, did. It did. It did. The they only promoted reason, it as heroes versus heroes. <laughs> yeah, well, the only reason this got press was because it was at San Diego Comic-Con and, you know, fans cared about it. Cartoon Network didn't do squat. You know how Cartoon Network promoted this? And I'm going to say it because if you're watching this podcast at some point in the future, maybe you don't know or, or you didn't catch the promotions. They advertised this as a Raven event from Teen Titans Go. Raven domination. Yeah. Raven, no joke. You and that was only a week beforehand, too. Like, yeah. you'd think, like, something this big, they'd be, like, plugging for months. This is this is what every fan... Like, I, even... I, I would assume that even current, like, you know, younger kids who maybe don't even know who half these characters are, are still excited about, like, you know, Ben 10 and, and Garnet crossing over. Like, you know, like, the current shows crossing over. Like, there's that appeal. But Cartoon Network didn't care. And that that's... I find that just so pathetic. Because if Cartoon Network did care... Yeah, like this. This should have. This should have had so much promotion. This should have been such a big deal. Yeah. Um, and it's it's clear that a bunch of effort went into all of these character references and all the locations and all of the logos that they featured. It's clear that they did a lot of research and a lot of, you know, drawing and uh, a lot of extra work went into this. Right. This special essentially represents Cartoon Network's legacy. Yeah. Like, yeah. It it's it's got almost everything like <laughs> since its foundation i mean starting with moxie yeah you know yeah everything's there's a reference like there's even reference to the music i know we haven't gotten to that point yet but yeah there's there's a reference to the music there's reference everything. to the blocks everything like, they even reference the problem solvers in secret mountain fort awesome yeah well <laughs> ian apparently worked on one of those shows i think that's why that got such prominent yeah so like here's the uh i i, I just kind of found certain things interesting about the cameos like for instance did you guys catch when garnet was talking about steven universe all the characters from steven universe were there in the background in the poster in you know fully colored and everything when raven was talking about teen titans go 
they all got silhouettes. Do you think that was a licensing issue or is there some like weird shade going on? Because, <laughs> Well, I, I do think that maybe that's a right issue because Teen Titans Go is the only non-Cartoon Network original that was in the crossover. And Teen Titans, the logo at least. Their Got silhouettes it. were like a little bit off model too. But technically Warner Bros. is also owned by Turner. Yeah, but but you're right. There were no other, to my knowledge, like, you know, um, what is it? Uh, like like Bugs Bunny didn't appear in this or Total yeah. Drama because that's, a, that's an acquired series. <laughs> yeah, anything uh, not seeing original, like the Star Wars uh, shows they had. Like, those weren't on there. I'm sure anything. Disney would not like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Do you guys think that was an issue? Because, I mean, Raven mentions Beast Boy, and I, I wonder, I wa- like, I, I, I don't want to be, like, conspiracy theorist, but, like... No, I can see it, because that's why Class of 3000 didn't appear, because of its likeness to Andre 3000. Mm-hmm. It would have had to be a whole thing, and Raven is, at her core, a DC character, so... Do you think, I mean, do you think there was some sort of weird, like, chain of, like, well, Cartoon Network wouldn't approve this crossover unless it had their biggest show in it, and then they couldn't get their biggest show in it unless, you know, it was just Raven. And, like, I don't, I don't know. I kind of wonder, because that, that's, like, weird, right? If you, you know, when you do something like that, you show a characters in the background when you're talking about a show, typically you do that with the other shows. Ben didn't get anything like that, which is a little <laughs> odd as well. There wasn't a uniformity in that, like... I don't know. I thought that was a little interesting. I just kind of wanted to point that out. Wouldn't it? I think it would have been funny if Ben like walked up to a bunch of X'd out, like all of the different incarnations of Ben 10 and been like, whoa, yes, right. I wonder you. who these guys oh are. Oh my God. Because um, I was thinking how like the whole thing is just like, maybe it wasn't even intentional, but it's like a giant analogy for like um, Cartoon Network's shows where like the everything X was like canceled and in the past and the four <laughs> ones are the ones that survived. Yeah. Well, that's so okay. So that's that's an interesting point in that. Yeah, nothing else from Ben 10 got any representation aside from Ben mentioning Gwen um, and his grandpa and traveling around. But like you would think that maybe like like Ben would have a splash behind him with all of his aliens or something like when he's introduced. Yeah. Yep. Or yeah, I mean, having Ben's other forms there, not his other forms, his other <laughs> versions of Ben uh in it you know crossed out and having like a weird joke we made of it like that just kind of writes itself they did that in the 20th anniversary shorts like they they made a joke about all the bends interacting um right that seems and it seems a little weird to not have anything from those other series in there i mean as a as a hardcore ben 10 fan i'm personally used to that because that's how cartoon network treats ben 10 that's also why i was surprised to see generator rex there because they treated him the same way so just the fact that rex was even there to begin with was like wow they're talking about him so mm-hmm. i would have i would have killed to see like a ben prime reference that's what you call yeah. it the original ben but like uh <laughs> i i kind of expected they they wouldn't do anything with it mm-hmm. i didn't expect for forearms to be the only alien though like that was that was slight that was a slight letdown for me but mm-hmm. i mean i get it yeah, it's gotta be. It's always gotta be forearms, but they were <laughs> yeah. so. But they were economical about it because that's John DiMaggio, who they got to voice Jake. Could you imagine? Right, he wraps up recording for Adventure Time, and then they're like, "We need you for one more thing." <laughs> <laughs> I I assume. I, well, I this may have imagine been if before. all four crossover characters were Tara Strong voiced. So they got like Bubbles, <laughs> and then they got like someone else. <laughs> well, that's. That's that's the other thing I wanted to mention. The other interesting thing is the Powerpuff Girls. They're in some ways they're all over this, and then in other ways they're weirdly not here. Like, 
so the town townsville's town hall is like the first thing you see in the whole thing like it's prominently featured it's right where strike hangs out uh at the beginning and then there's also mouths there's also a powerpuff girls poster in like the hall with all the frozen characters but there's no powerpuff girls characters frozen and uh buttercup appears at the very end of ben's transformation so fast that you you have to freeze it or you wouldn't even necessarily know she's there that's that's interesting for a show that paid so much legacy but obviously there's something weird going on where they don't the powerpuff girls reboot was a failure on all fronts i, I think is it even airing anymore uh it airs when a new episode comes out but it hasn't aired reruns in forever i didn't even know they were making new episodes yeah it's on its <laughs> uh, uh, it hasn't been like confirmed confirmed but it's rumored that it's on its last legs like there's only a few more episodes to go mm-hmm. but that's that's interesting i mean of course the big note is that buttercup does not have a cavalic which means nothing if if you don't know about the reboot but <laughs> and thick outlines right right uh so so they represented the original Powerpuff Girls. There's nothing in it from the reboot. But it is interesting that they didn't, and especially considering Tara Strong is all over this, like, they could have had Bubbles be amongst the, the featured members of the characters be brought back, the voiced ones, very easily with no yeah. no issue. But again, there's this incongru- incongruity with maybe current fans of the actual reboot would feel weird about her original voice i i, I don't know I, I i i wouldn't i wouldn't buy that excuse <laughs> personally but i mean for me it's like okay i do want to add on to that by also saying dexter got less rep than i thought it would that's true considering he was such a you know he was essentially the first cartoon cartoon he was kind of a big step forward also the, edge. the channel yeah, the ads. Yeah, well, it was yeah. only double D. Double D got that long windup, <laughs> yeah. though, which I did like. But yeah. Uh, but the the last thing I did want to mention about the, like just the characters before we move on to the main characters, at least Finn and Jake. Like the fact that Jake starts off, he's the first one uh, that Ben transforms into, and then Finn is the last one. That was really nice. Like for a show yeah. that just ended, for them to get such prominent like jake gets a line finn's there with the robot arm too to acknowledge that it's it's you know it's like later in the series finn it's not like whatever um i just thought that was a really sweet send-off for these characters that have been a part of the 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 network it's such a huge part of the network that even though the powerpuff girls didn't quite get the representation they deserved that adventure time 100 percent did like that you couldn't really ask for more aside from another main character in it and that would have been weird yeah Let's move on to the, the the five main characters in this. And to, to go to what you were going to say, Kuro, about Strike. You didn't like Strike? I liked Strike specifically, if that makes sense. Like, I like what they did with him. I like everything about him. It's just the fact that, like, I, like I have that personal high standard for crossovers where it's like you get your network's four biggest heroes and you give them 11 minutes to do a crossover against, like, a low-tier villain he's kind of disappointing for like what this could have been like the most biggest event in cartoon network history like this could have been something amazing and we get him i like him i think he's funny i think he's great wait him was in this (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i mean strike took off his mask who do you think's under there (laughs) but like i just wish we got something more than strike is what i'm saying i 100 percent agree with you i think well i i agree with you in not being happy with strike Honestly, I think Strike is garbage. If Strike was a villain in just like an episode of OKKO, OK fine. But for this, especially because 
they didn't give much time to the story itself, which we can get to later, but like because it's a lot more about the crossover potential, since you're not even going to focus on it, you might as well make him a character from an existing Cartoon Network show or OKKO. OK Why not make him an OKKO OK villain, right? Like, wouldn't that make sense? Yeah. Uh, or, or I would go with, I mean, him would not be the worst of choices. Like, go with some sort of reality warping villain. And just just run it like that. Like there's no there wasn't really a reason to bring an original character into this, especially if there's no time to develop him or give him anything. He's ah, I bring characters to this world to kill them and I do it unfairly. Here's a good champion. Here, <laughs> my my biggest issue with him is don't get me, I like him as a character, but not in this context, yeah. because he's supposed to be this guy who's taken down all these other heroes. Right. And then it's like, well, now it's up to these four to kind of stop him because he's beaten everyone else. But he, I mean, as a joke, I love the long power-up sequence. Hmm. But as a villain who's supposed to be the super competent guy who's taking out so many other heroes, like, that's how he goes down. He's a cheater is what he is. I mean, <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, but... like, you could have done, so if you didn't want to do, if you wanted to do an original character, you could have since every other inch of this is dripping in like cartoon network legacy like make him a nude you know like do something that's related to the legacy of cartoon network even if it's an original character something i don't know make him fried dynamite man or make oh make yo if it was a nude <laughs> that like switched between different cartoon network villains yeah. oh that'd be cool oh that would be cool i don't know make I, him I did an, like uh, his motives though like how how he was such a powerful villain and already defeated so many Cartoon Network heroes that he had a lot of hubris by summoning other ones from different dimensions. Ah, that, that didn't play with me. You didn't like it? Nah. It's, I mean, it, <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen this concept. I mean, it's, it's Secret Wars from Marvel. It's, it's that one episode of Teen Titans. It's like, you know, I, I am the, the, you know, the gauntlet of champions and I will defeat the, the best one. Like, it, it, we've seen it. It's not... And it's not awful in and of itself, but it's like he has no personality aside from hammy evil that like you could have, dude, I don't know, make him orange and call him Nick and like do something stupid with it. Like, <laughs> no, like I, I'm I'm serious in that. I mean, I don't know if they can get away with that, but make him, I don't know, make him a sentient CN loco or something weird. Like make him the Cartoon internet. Network's always the villain. <laughs> make him the internet. The internet's the villain for Cartoon Network. Uh, but like, I think they were trying to do something that with him, because if you think about it, like. Uh, like I was saying earlier, how it seems like them walking down that long hall of all the stone people seem to like be some analogy of all their failed shows. But it wasn't. Like they... But it, but hang on. But it wasn't because the, also like Infinity Train characters were there. Villainous. I don't. I think that's a way to read it. But I, personally, I don't think that's correct. I don't think that's. I mean, you can interpret right. it however you want. Well, but... what about like the name Strike and everything, and like the red X? Like I don't know. Maybe like. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking about like YouTube copyright strikes or something. I, I just I, I feel like I feel like they were trying to do what you were trying, what you were saying, and it's. I mean, they didn't succeed, but I feel like there's there was something to it that they were trying to grab at, and I guess like like uh, Cartoon Network just didn't care enough to give them the time and budget they needed to pull this off. For me, I kind of saw the name Strike as kind of going along with his whole pen shtick. Like right, he just yeah. seemed like a. a you know, that was kind of his motif, I guess, for lack of a better word. Speaking of which, how did you guys feel about the the evil red pen? Because at first it's kind of like a like a like a almost like a villain, uh, but then it becomes like a really convenient plot device. Oh we, my god. <laughs> uh, 
should we save that for the story or because <laughs> I mean I mean if, it's almost like a character but if we yeah, I mean right. I can answer that if we continue to talk about characters let's go to Ben because I have because that pen I mean not not so much the reboot but even even the reboot a little bit it's always been a show where like you can't just do anything like there's no characters pulling things from behind their backs or like surviving like unfathomable like injuries and whatnot broke a ko no ben 10 oh Uh, i don't know grandpa took quite a few tumbles well yeah i mean like (laughs) but i I agree with you it's not just just the fact that like he vaporized the omnitrix and ben's like oh well that sucks now i'm stuck his forearms i'm like what and then okay creo okay i mean is his name just ko his name is yeah yeah. all right so ko recreates a new omnitrix like with a pen like with no prior knowledge to how to even like i don't know that's just that again that's just like a nitpick but it just really bugged me how he can just create a new omnitrix with a pen also the fact that every single scene ben was in his head shape was drawn differently (laughs) regarding ben like look at all the cameos they try to they try to make sure they all keep the same art style and a lot of them like it's like not clip art but whatever you would call like the basic like drawings of characters yeah, like you'd yeah. see on backpacks and stuff yeah a lot of them were just based on like the regular like action models you'd see of them whereas like the main characters raven ben and garnet were drawn in the okko OK art style and it's like i it's like they were done like without a model sheet almost or like they like were given their original art styles model sheets because like they all look incredibly inconsistent with like every single shot and like especially yeah, ben i, I agree a reason why I have kind of stayed away from OKKO, I do not like their art style and animation style. I want to make it clear that I understand it's a style, and I understand that it's not just them being lazy, but it looks lazy as heck. I like there's a there's a part early in this where KO's nose line overlaps his eye line. I think that just looks awful. Like I know I know it's a style, right? Like and I agree with you guys. Ben gets it the absolute worst. You're, you, that is a great observation. Wouldn't wouldn't it have been funny if Ben was drawn in, in each scene? He keeps changing between Ben's. Oh, right. <laughs> see, that would have been funny. <laughs> yeah, right. Like there's Omniverse style for a second, and then there's original Ben, and then. But no, he's just he's just weird looking. He doesn't look like reboot Ben. Like he looks like I don't I don't know I don't know what's wrong with him. But I hated I hated the way Ben looked in this uh and raven also had some raven looked good in general uh her art style like kind of fit with okay chaos but part of her eye like overlapped like i saw there are some shots where her body parts like overlap things and it looked weird garnet i think i think they probably had the universe working close <laughs> with them on yeah garnet. garnet didn't look too bad no garnet, but like yeah. uh the fact that like um forearms and raven were the same size in one shot just <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's ridiculous, because yeah. <laughs> Forms is supposed to be, like, 14 feet tall or something. Raven was so small. Yeah. Spe- speaking of uh, speaking of that part, did you catch anything about what Ben says to be inaccurate, Kuro? Uh, what did he say? I might I might have when I was watching it, but... Right. I think I pointed out to you when we were watching. Uh, so Raven's flying them over this pit, and none of the rest of them can fly. And Ben's like, you know, I have a hero that can fly. And you have two heroes that could fly. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, doesn't Ben also <laughs> say that he can switch between ten aliens when at this point they've already introduced more than ten? <laughs> well, that's all. Yeah. That's a whole thing. That's yeah, a whole that's, thing. Yeah, that's that's a. But but I do find it suspect because uh, 
I mean, unless they didn't make Heat Blast be able to fly in the reboot. Maybe I'm not aware. But that was a pretty big deal in the original show anyway. Yeah. I, it's not a big thing. I just kind of found it like I, I liked that moment, though, because that was very much like sassy Ben. <laughs> like, And then Raven has a great response where she's like, wow, that's great. <laughs> yeah, be real useful. So what do you guys think of KO as all most of us aren't really familiar with the show or all of us aren't familiar with the show? I'm completely unfamiliar with the show. So this is like my first impression of KO absolutely ever i don't even think i've seen mm. like a commercial for it okay um right off the bat i don't like his voice but it's also <laughs> something i got used to very fast too so i guess that's not too big of an issue um i guess there wasn't a lot of him in this episode that really got me attached to the character it was kind of just like typical protagonist like dialogue and actions he didn't really feel distinct to me right so he was kind of just like the typical kid hero I agree. If this, if this, the point of this was to like get gateway people into KO, which I don't really think it was. I think the point was just genuinely to celebrate Cartoon Network. Uh, but if, if the point of this was to get us into OK KO, yeah, that, that didn't quite do it for me. Like, I'm interested to see how they do their crossover with uh, Captain Planet. They're but in what? terms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The... Yeah, it's real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. It's real and scary. No. Um, but like, yeah, okay. It's not that I didn't like him in this. I just he came off as really kind of milk toast, and compared to all these other characters that are very animated, and maybe that's the point because he kind of says that he doesn't have powers at the end. So maybe his i his whole thing is that he's got low confidence and he doesn't feel like a hero yet, like from little I understand. But he just he didn't really rub off on me too much. Whereas, like I definitely got a sense of of Garnet and Raven and Ben's personalities pretty strongly. All right. Well, here's so. The basis of OKKO is that KO is basically he's a hero in training. Like he, yeah. he's in Lakewood Plaza and there's a bunch of heroes around and KO wants to be the best hero he can be. He wants to learn from everyone and kind of develop his own skills. And in that sense, him meeting Ben Garnet and Raven made sense because they're all heroes from their own uh, separate shows. And KO kind of like looks up to them, and like I really like the moment where he and Garnet kind of like punch the red um, things fish. together. I thought, yeah, the <laughs> Swedish fish. <laughs> I liked when they punched those together. That was a really like heartwarming moment. Yeah. From um, what I know of of of, uh, of KO, also I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be um, almost kind of like a parody of of like Naruto and Kid Goku. Um, in a way, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. I've seen less than 10 episodes of OKKO, but I have seen quite a few. And I I haven't I didn't really see anything different from those episodes, so I can definitely say that like they didn't change him specifically for this. He seemed just his plain old self. So uh if you weren't really sold on him in this episode, I'm not surprised cuz they didn't really do anything Push out of him. the ordinary. Yeah. Well, yeah, whereas like the to get the comparison slightly, the other episode was very much like a Teen Titans Go episode with the Powerpuff Girls in it. This one didn't... F I mean, it felt like an OK KO episode in that, from the little I've seen, it seems like a universe where a lot of this sort of thing could happen, even though this was technically in a different universe. But it didn't seem like an OK KO episode in the terms of OK KO did... Or KO did not get more screen time than anyone else. In fact, it seemed like he had the least of the four. Uh, so moving along, Garnet. Uh, Garnet was perfect. I, there's no... Like, she acted exactly as she should. 
uh, she had a really funny line with her prescription glasses, which doesn't yeah. make sense in terms of Steven Universe, but it doesn't matter. It's funny. Um, she she her interactions with Ko are beautiful because it's how she interacts with Steven, and she's obviously used to that. And then there's also the meta element. If you if so, if you don't know if you don't know this meta element, that ending part where Garnet and Ko kind of have a special bonding moment seems like a little weird or a little like why this instead of any other character. Uh, it's because Ian and Rebecca are, I, I think, dating. Married? I think maybe engaged. Enga- yeah, they, they're know. they're very close. Let's just say it like that. And so, uh, and Ian worked on Steven Universe, and they both worked together on I think Adventure Time, something like that. And so that's why, because they those two characters, Ruby from Steven Universe, is based on Ko, despite uh, Okay Ko's show coming out after. Ian had these character designs from before, and so that's why, which I think was as a little missed opportunity, but I don't know how they could have really incorporated Ruby into this. Um, well, um, also, the, actually, the Liquid Plaza Turbo and Steven Universe Pilots came out at the same time. Oh. Which is funny, but... Uh, I was actually going to say a fun fact. Uh, Ian actually did a Twitter thread earlier today going through a bunch of facts about the special, and he actually uh, hinted that there was supposed to be a Ruby and Sapphire moment uh, huh. within it that they had to cut for time but uh based on the board that he showed it looked like ko and ruby were actually like doing the same movement so i don't know if they were going for like uh, like a mirror type <laughs> gag or something like that but i think if they had done that that would have been really funny huh. yeah i agree uh and then the last of the main characters is raven and i gotta say as as a fan of the original teen titans I, this was like original raven like yeah. I, I didn't get go vibes from this Raven to be honest with you. Yeah, she uh, seemed very original to her uh like two thousand three self in this. Even though she didn't look like her. Nope. <laughs> Except for like that very last thing when um she like switched the logo from the Teen Titans yeah. to the Teen Titans. Right. That that was kinda good. Right. But Yeah. Alright, so let's move on. So we talked about the art style a little bit. Our I don't want to like impress my opinion onto everyone. Like, did we all kind of like agree on that though? Are we all in the same boat of not being crazy about the art style of? Okay. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really I liked not. It. You liked it, monsters. Yeah, I like. I like off off model stuff. I mean, may, maybe maybe if I saw a few episodes of it prior, but I've only seen this, and like, of course, it like I relate it to the characters it's using, which come from a different art style. So I'm probably a bit biased, but from what I've seen from this crossover, I wasn't a huge fan of it. But I I wouldn't say it was bad. I uh I like off model stuff when it's done like well as a gag, not just something that's like, uh, forced, but. I mean, for the most part, I thought it was fine. I definitely was distracted by a few of the shots, like the one that everyone was like before the special had aired, that one with Raven carrying everyone. Hmm. Raven's proportions on that were <laughs> yeah. just like so distracting. It's like forms happened. Forms was like a thumb hit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like I don't understand. Like I, I get that it's the style, but like it, it's distracting. Right. That's, I, that's, I don't see. That's what gets me. Sorry, not to interrupt. Yes. But that's what gets no, me. No, that's fine. That's that's my issue too. Is like it's fine if it's like subtle or if it's like you know here or there. But when it like when it just diverts my attention, I'm like taken out. And I'm like, oh, that that does not like no. What happened? Right. Like that's when it's like it's it's a problem for me because I'm not immersed anymore i'm like okay yeah what happened and and for the yeah for the record like you were saying the rest of the like the cameos for the most part were like on model because they kind of looked like they were 
traced like not, i'm not accusing yeah. them of tracing they might have just literally taken the art assets and that's fine because it's like you know it's the same network and it's not there's nothing wrong with that especially if it means that they're gonna they're not not be distracting the only really the only character aside from like the little off model moments of the main character the only character that looked really odd to me was double d and that's because that animation style of that original show was so radically different from most other things. There was yeah. no way they could have Double D without him looking bizarre. Like, and that's that's okay. Like, I don't. It's I, interesting it, they chose Double D too. I felt like they can only have like one character per like franchise, or like one or two, because like Finn and Jake. If you know, it's, yeah, because like Double D, he was well, yeah, Finn and Jake. Um, but he was he was also shown as a statue too, so it's interesting. He was like as a statue in one scene, and then in another, Ben transforms into him. Mm. Most of the characters in that transition sequence or the transformation sequence all kind of had a similar physique in that they were kind of like skinnier and tall. So like Mordecai, Double D, Uncle Grandpa. I don't know. Maybe that had something to do with it. That could be it. Uncle Grandpa had a voice cameo, which was weird because yep. th- he was that's the one that that is weird all the rest of them make sense the the villain is voiced by the same guy that did weasel's voice that's why he spoke john dimaggio was uh forearms which is why jake spoke uh, uh robot jones is just a computer voice that's text to yeah. speech yeah <laughs> i'm, su- I'm <laughs> surprised they even had him in because he was there only to voice like one or two characters and all he said was good morning so they could have just used archive foot um audio because he says that in the theme song so yeah Maybe they did. That that might have been what happened. I mean, I don't I don't mind it at all. Or maybe maybe Greenblatt helped no, out with. Well, the, I mean, he got a voice credit. So not Greenblatt. Uh, Peter <laughs> Browngard. Yeah, interesting. I mean, honestly, if we were picking villains, it would kind of be funny to have Uncle Grandpa be the villain, especially considering his <laughs> his thing in the Steven Universe crossover, saying that he's going to go to the other universes. That like this was all some gambit to get everyone to get along or something. I I, I would have bought that. I mean, just throwing that out there. Anyway. All right, the the length of this, the 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 pacing and the length, it being eleven minutes. What did you guys think? Um, I so, actually. Oh no, you go first. <laughs> everyone sighs. Everyone sighs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the first well, thing I, that sums it up. The first thing I wanted to point out is I loved Garnet's line where she pops up and uh, Ko's like, "Who are you?" and she's like, "No time for introductions." Uh, but the second thing is uh, Shadow mentioned that Twitter thread that Ian posted about the behind the scenes of this. They pitched it as a 22 minute episode, but Cartoon Network was like, no, no, no. And they wanted it to be 11 minutes instead, yep. which is why that's how it ended up by being that. But regard, I mean, yes, the 100 percent. Yes, it's Cartoon Network's fault. I, I, I do feel like, yeah, the people behind this would have made it 22 minutes. But for some reason, Cartoon Network hates itself. <laughs> uh. Yep. But regardless of what it could have been or should have been or whose fault it is, I, I like I think honestly, even if it had only been like four minutes longer, it would have been it just would have helped it. it. It only would have helped it. Like, I don't think this needed to be like an hour and a half or anything crazy, but 22 minutes would have been great. 15 minutes would have been fine. Like, but it, it should have had just a little extra time. And it's so sad if Cartoon Network wouldn't have given it to them. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. was just checking out that thread, and apparently um, they created Strike, the villain, just because it was an 11-minute crossover. So uh, that kind of only like further proves like his lackluster uh, significance as an antagonist is because yeah. of the condensed 11 minutes. And I understand. Like, I understand why they... If they were going to skip out on one thing, I guess it would be the villain. It's just... 
it doesn't make it okay like <laughs> okay i would have just not had it have it be a villain i would have had it be like some type of like like cosmic uh like disentanglement or something the, the pen the pen itself yeah Did the villain even exactly. need to be there like really yeah the pen itself came to life i don't know uh it's, it, it's interesting because a muck or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> the story itself didn't have me that invested i was more invested in the fan service but the story going... itself just okay. wasn't wasn't that intriguing to me well so that's that's this is a big question that i wanted to pose to you guys because ultimately this is crossover first cameo first continuity nod first everything else second um aside from the music the music was just i don't think there's much to say about it other than just that it was phenomenal it was amazing it was how they incorporated the cartoon cartoon fridays theme the or just the cartoon cartoon theme the um the, the city new, theme yeah the city theme uh the new 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 beats like all the different show theme songs right right uh the ben 10 remix and like all that also sort of the stuff. the music at the end when everybody was returning to their respective dimensions like that kind of like somber music i thought that that was also really good that was really good if you guys have a chance you should definitely check out the soundcloud that has the soundtrack because the music in this episode is really good mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent um but but yeah but the question i wanted to ask is that how far do you guys think that takes this if so i to start off i think if looking at this as like a piece of 11 minute media like as just i don't know like a celebration of cartoon network like this is phenomenal this this is i would have never in my mm -hmm. wildest dreams have expected something this cool to happen if we're looking at it in terms of an 11 minute like story i i i I don't know. If you strip away the cameos, what is this? But I, but I guess that's the why do that because that's the whole point. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I, I completely agree. I feel like this. They definitely harped on the fact that this was like a Cartoon Network love letter, and I think that was the best direction they can go with it, given the standards they had to oblige to. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, if well, the second you start like trying to take it seriously, you'll find all the flaws and all of that. But it's yeah. like this was this is such a fun episode. Why would you even do that? right like yeah i mean story-wise you could you could say yeah why does the pen give him the power to transform into all these cartoon network characters there's no, there's really no reason. create a new omnitrix like nothing yeah like <laughs> and then someone, at the end of time and then we actually we have a viewer comment on this um i just uh from robotic operating whatever Okay, I just want to point out, they never told us that Ben's Omnitrix went back to normal when he goes home, so for all you know, we know, he still has a weird Omnitrix that turns him into CN characters. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> that's really see, that, that's, yeah. oh, see, that's another point I have about uh, crossovers, is I hate when they're not canon. Like, I mean, I mean, really? they're still enjoyable. Yeah, like, but it's just like, if a crossover happens, it's just another personal thing. I'd like for it to, like, matter. Like, them reference it later on. Or be like, remember it could have all happened? been a dream, but then he pulls out the card. Exactly. <laughs> like, what if, like, if later on in an OKKO OK episode, he actually, like, I don't know if the cards do anything or not, but even if the card, like, shows up or something, I would, I would, I would love that. Mm -hmm. That would automatically hint. make this crossover better. They did kind of hint that there might be a Steven Universe crossover with KO, which wouldn't be that. I mean, if Uncle Grandpa can happen, literally anything could happen on Steven Universe non canon. Uh, and then it wouldn't even necessarily have to be non-canon on OKKO from what I've seen, just with how weird that series can be. Um, so, like, are they aware they're in TV shows now? 
Because their show's logos are literally above their portals, and at least Raven points it out, so it's not like they're there just for the audience. Like those logos are physically there. Like those the logos episode. were hilarious, by the way, because you have <laughs> yeah. you have OKKO's kind of like weird, like like um, '80s retro well pencil like drawings, yeah. and then yeah. you just have superimposed logos of the shows hovering right above the portals, and it's just yeah. it was just funny with how just like not fitting it seemed. Um, so what I guess what about the jokes? What did what did you guys think of the jokes? I thought there were some pretty good jokes in there. Yeah. Any favorites? I loved when I loved when uh KO uh talked to Ben for the first time and was like, What do you do, little boy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, ten. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Ben ten. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I really liked um when uh Garnet is like punching all those red things or whatever they were. I think they were just like I don't remember what the they Swedish were. fish. Yeah, the the fish, and then like oh, uh, Ko like starts to thank Garnet. He's like, "Oh, thanks, Gar," and then Ben just cuts him off and just goes, "Yeah, thanks, Garnet." I don't know why. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious how he just cut her off because he was like, "My thank you is more important than yours." Right. And I yeah, I like the smug Ben of like I have I have flying aliens too, because yeah. he has like this stupid like cheek smugness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and Raven has a good response to that. There's also, uh, let's see. Oh, the, the, I don't know if you guys caught it, but during it, the villain's power-up sequence at the end, when they're giving their speech about like, oh, my friends were here all along, the villain's still screaming in the background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I noticed yeah, that, right? <laughs> yeah. That was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I will say there were, I mean, again, it's 11 minutes, so like we could talk a million things about missed joke opportunities, but I thought like the obvious one was when when ko was like was it let's go ben okay universe or whatever and everyone groans at it and for some reason ben and raven give it a zero and garnet gives it a 10 why did ben not give it a 10 how did they miss that joke oh up? you know oh, what? that would have been a right. great idea yeah you probably would have even liked that too <laughs> wow yeah what i mean but what's the punchline the punchline is that oh garnet's so nice to ko that she'd do that like that's not a punchline that i i feel like yeah that would have been a better punchline I, I, I mean yeah i agree with you i didn't really i didn't really even smirk at that that part i was just kind of like stone cold through yeah it. that was a very yeah yeah and and yeah. i mean what uh, that speech at the end that ko has about having friends here and stuff like ah, that that one that's that's something i i i question that because at first like Garnet asks him, like, what about you, KO? And he's like, well, I never lost my powers. And then it shows the three of them kind of, like, looking sad. And I was like, why are they... I thought they were confused. <laughs> I was. <laughs> well, like, Raven specifically has, like, these sad eyes. And she, like, looks down and I was like, why is she sad? And then, okay, uh, or KO says something like, yeah, I don't have my friends, but now I have friends here. And then they all smile. And I was like, wait. But, like, that wasn't a... That wasn't a... Gr that would have made sense if the group started off by fighting. But they didn't. That no point. Even when Raven is being sassy as all get out, she's still a part of the team. Like, and that's that's a, that's something that this could have really used to help the story part that was so weak is some sort of journey. Like Ko, that could have been a purpose for Ko, right? The heroes don't get along, and it's Ko and his obnoxious fanboy ways uh, that gets them. No, but like it's it's Ko that gets them to all come together as a team. I feel like that would have been, and I don't know anything about Ko, but I feel like. The ability to rally people into a team would have maybe fit with his mo. Um, 
I, I wish they would have played with the fact that Terra was Ben and Raven more. That would have yeah. been nice to get a little joke out of that. Yep. Well, they, neither neither of these crossovers plays with that joke because both of them had an opportunity to. Not that Terra is Bubbles in the other one, but that Terra used to voice Bubbles in the other one. Yeah, she like they, I don't even think like Raven talked to Bubbles at all in the in that crossover. Are, are we ready to move on to comparison? I'm ready. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. So, um, basically, I, I kind of only had two points on this for talking. And, and the first thing is, well, maybe a few more. I guess the first most common element is Raven, because she's in both of them. Which version of Raven, Raven did you like more? Same. Your mind's obvious. I, especially because she was more willing to participate. <laughs> like, right. that's ultimately her downfall in the go crossover but it is it is interesting to see them both side by side it's also interesting to point out that to at least to be in shadow the girls were acting more like their original counterparts where in this one raven is acting more like her original counterpart which is like interesting it, I, I, not incredibly surprising especially if this was made from a fan's perspective because i don't want to put words into the creator's mouths but if i was a creator of cartoon network i'd be bummed at the screen the amount of screen time teen titans go gets even even if i had no animosity against the show or the people that made it i'd still be bummed at the the attention it gets so it, they probably drew on original raven maybe more intentionally but uh but how the the other thing is it's they're two very different types of crossovers, whereas Teen Titans Go and PPG, I felt had more of a story to it, whether you, whether or not you think it's a good story or a bad story. It was definitely a more concise journey of the characters. There was a, an element of the characters trying to get along. There was an element of them competing with each other, whereas this one was like there was so much in there that they didn't have time for any sort of emotional journey like. What what do you guys think? I mean, I don't I don't think there's necessarily a better or a worse way to do things. I just think it's interesting to look at the two different types of crossovers. I think the first one, the Powerpuff Girls and Teen Titans crossover, that was uh well, in the background it was made just to promote the Powerpuff Girls, but <laughs> I feel like from creating a crossover, it was written more for like those crossover tropes where it's like what would happen if these characters interacted? How do they explore each other's worlds? Whereas the crossover Nexus was more of just like a love letter to Cartoon Network and it was more like a celebration and all of that. So it was less about it, it was less about the characters and more about the idea of the crossover. Whereas the Powerpuff Girls one was more about introducing the characters to the audience. Um, right. So they, they like came at it from different angles and whatnot. And I like the idea of the first one more like powerpuff girls and teen titans i like the more story-based crossovers but nexus in my opinion was more enjoyable because it was just it, it was just done very well for what it was i loved it mm -hmm. yeah that, i mean that is how, how the shows blend the characters are is a little different because in the ttg ppg they intentionally pair up the characters um with their quote-unquote counterparts i mean i guess beast boy and Stybor's counterpart was mojo but there it is a very much like classic crossover like let's pair these characters up and see what they can do like that's how that's how the family guy simpsons crossover works that's how a lot of crossovers in history have worked let's pair the characters that are similar and have them go on their own journeys uh whereas this one it was like well, you get you get a few different moments of interaction between Ko and Garnet, and then you have like small interactions between Ben and Raven and Ben and Ko. But like, I didn't feel like 
been really paired off with any character specifically and, and got close to them. Same thing with Raven, same same thing with Garnet and everyone else. It just kind of felt like when there's a more of a bigger group, there's less individual interactions. You know what I mean? Whereas especially, like, I feel like really if Garnet didn't have the special connection, like because of the creation creator, I feel like Ben and KO would have probably gotten along a lot better and been more focused. Because they're both heroes in training. Like, Garnet's not that. I, I would actually, yeah, I would see that dynamic a lot more. All right, so uh, Kuro answered, but what do you, what do you guys think about which one is better or which one you liked more? Um, I personally, I would say I like Nexus more just because, I mean, I love fan service, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> um, I, I I pretty much agree with what Kuro said. You know, uh, they both aim to do different things, and I definitely like the idea of the first one more with the whole characters bouncing off of each other because. That's just, like, the perfect thing to do in a crossover is, like, what would happen if these characters met? And as you mentioned, it seemed like a lot of that was lacking in Nexus. There wasn't much aside from KO and Garnet and, like, a few one-liners here or there. But, again, that's probably due to the 11 minutes and them trying to cram in all the references and everything else. Um, Overall, I would say that Nexus had the... I would say it had more appeal uh, as a crossover because TTG v PPG ultimately just feels like a Teen Titans Go episode with the Powerpuff Girls in it, whereas this one feels like it is these characters crossing over together in one, you know, uh, one group. Um, I would also say that I like the humor of Nexus more, even though there was a couple things that didn't make sense. But like again. Garnet's prescriptions glasses joke. Oh, that one! That <laughs> one was priceless. I love that joke, and I also liked when Ben just said, uh, "Ben screamed the new, 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 new jingle <laughs> when he was running through the building." And I was like, "Okay, you know what? That was subtle enough that okay, I'll give you, I'll give you it's that." So one. unexplained too. It's just <laughs> he's just like new, 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 and then crashes through. It's like okay, I mean, hey, they got it yeah. in, so yep. it works for they me. Should have gotten. Works for uh, me. Raven should have said, "I'm your new favorite show." Or something. Or, yeah, like, or something like, I don't like know, uh, K.O. loses a shoe and she finds new ones. She's like, here, your new favorite shoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hire me, CN. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, for me, OKKO's OK crossover Nexus takes it by a long shot. Uh, Teen Titans versus Powerpuff Girls was alright. And, yes, OKKO's OK crossover Nexus has its flaws. But I see myself revisiting the episode many, many times in the future. Uh, obviously a lot of it's fan service, but you know, Hey, I'm a fan. (laughs) Um, hopefully Cartoon Network notices the positive reception and maybe they'll encourage more of this in the future. I certainly hope so. Um, in terms of my verdict as to what the best Cartoon Network crossover of all time is, I'd have to rewatch the Grim Adventures of the KND or the Matt episode Once Upon a Tune. Well, no one has. This is definitely up there. (laughs) (laughs) i'm just i'm just saying for my personal rankings i gotcha that's fair yeah i man i wish i could like be like subversive and just be like well actually the powerpuff girls teen titans go crossover (laughs) is better but it's not i i do i do feel like if the powerpuff girls and teen titans go crossover hit nailed the ideas that they tried like were really funny about it and nailed it with the character interactions i think it could have had a a good chance and i think that you could really argue that like well the story's better and this is better and this is better and this is better but as it stands it 
although I enjoy it, it's still it still has its flaws. And which one do I want to watch more? It's Cartoon Network Nexus over and over again. I watched it like three times in the span of two days, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I'm on the low side. I'm sure people are gonna be in the comments being like, "I watched it 80 times." Um, <laughs> I see you, Vox. No, uh, but like, <laughs> but like seriously, I, Nexus blows it out of the water. It does have flaws, and there are things that like 100% could have used more time, should have had more time. Not the creator's fault, but still a problem. Um, but just like. Where else would you see this in terms of doing something that's never been done before? Like, okay, yes, there are tons of crazy crossovers, but in terms of Cartoon Network, I mean, to to this extent, never. Even, I mean, the Great Adventures of Candy is nothing compared to this in terms of crossover power. Uh, well, mm. no, not at all. Four shows get prominent spotlights with about four or five other ones getting voice cameos and about... 30, 40 other ones getting non-voice cameos? Well, well, in the Grim Adventures of the KND, they they reference a bunch of things, including there's an entire there's an entire scene that's just Edinetti. Yeah, in the style of Edinetti. Also at the end, the giant villain is comprised of like dozens of different cameos, but that's not you cannot Still. compare. And then the credits it, it's like, it's like in KND doesn't count. In KND, the cameos were more of just like pure fan service where it's like oh wow i saw that guy in that frame i saw this guy in that frame but in nexus it was like part of the plot like the fact that these cameos were here like mattered like they were present in the environment and had Mm -hmm. something to do with the ultimate uh overarching story i would also argue that what makes nexus like what gives it an edge is that it went the extra mile and it didn't stop at shows. It referenced the blocks. It referenced music. It referenced like the whole Promotional city in general. Yeah. I love the yeah, fact it, that it, it was went set in the cartoon so Network much city. farther. Not only do they cross-reference shows, but they cross-reference eras between eras and uh, blocks and and yeah, all sorts like of they stuff. Even like even when they were doing that final like wind-up punch where Ben was just transforming into all the characters really fast. The background was the dimensional. Uh, yeah exactly and it like it went from the cmyk to the black and white checkerboard like it's insane that that in and of itself was like big to me oh man this is the the best 25th anniversary they could have gotten i don't know if you guys saw (laughs) the 26th year yeah Yeah, (laughs) right no but last year was the 25th and and they put out like a uh, a little um video of like all of the characters transforming into each other in the cmyk color scheme but i didn't really find it too impressive but this though this is absolutely fantastic i'm surprised this wasn't like network demanded this has all the yeah. signs for it yet it was like completely creator support but i think if it was here's the thing it might be a blessing like don't get me wrong i would have loved 22 minutes and and i would have loved them to actually promote this but I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't have been able to reference out of Jimmy's head. Maybe, maybe the network. <laughs> no, seriously, like the network's buried. That well. Speaking of being buried, also we didn't talk about it up at the front, but the crossover between the Teen Titans and the Powerpuff Girls, I couldn't find this thing. Like literally, yep. I have uh, Teen Titans Go is on Hulu. It's on Directv. It's on Cartoon Network's website. None of those. None of those have the crossover listed anywhere that I could find. I don't know if Cartoon Network's intentionally trying to bury it or if it's considered like a special episode with special licensing issues, but I couldn't find it. See, it's weird because at least from the sources I've seen, it's listed as a regular episode of season right, three. Right, episode 40. Yeah, so it's like, because I remember when we were looking through Hulu, I, I we couldn't find it. I was like so flabbergasted by that. Yeah. I, I mean, I know it's an odd tangent, but I mean, it's 
to the extent that Cartoon Network doesn't even want to, they don't seem to care about that other crossover. I mean, really, like, I mean, you could you could have used this as promotion for for such a crazy launch of just a bunch of DVDs. Here's here's classic Cartoon Network on DVD again. Right. Like they they could have used this as a, this was ultimately a commercial. Really. I mean, even it. Even to the extent that Ben's like, I transform into 10 different aliens and I travel across the country with my grandpa. And like, that sounded like a sales pitch. Yeah. Um, so in, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's just baffling that Cartoon Network didn't care because this is, it, it's, it, 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 it's amazing because we've reached a point where our childhoods, the, the stuff we grew up watching, now there are people our age and a little older that are making the shows and they remember these cartoons and they care about them. Like that's, that's, that's just really interesting. For sure. So yeah, hats, hats off to Ian and his crew, uh, regardless of what I think about the rest of OKKO or the art style or anything like that. This was just something that I could have never, ever, ever guessed they would have done. People, people were bringing forth the idea that, Oh yeah, it's the CN city because of the promotional images. Like if you cross reference this and I was like, there's no way what show would ever reference a programming block. Like (laughs) when has that ever happened? This was just beyond my expectations. Mm -hmm. So good. I'm, I'm really, really glad that they just like kept us in the dark. Yeah. Cause all we really had to go off of was the name and like the four characters. And we had, other than that, we had no idea. Do you think, really do you think that was intentional? No, I think Cartoon Network doesn't care. Yeah. That's what I was worried about too. Cause this seems like something like, um, I don't know if it, if, I feel like, like if they realized role. it was as big as it was, they would have like unintentionally like ruined a lot of it, which is kind of a good thing. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I see it as I a mean, blessing. In it it, it yeah. might not get like the recognition it deserves, but I think it's almost beneficial the fact that like Cartoon Network themselves weren't as involved because it probably wouldn't have been what it is now. It probably would have been a straight up commercial. Well, that's that's a great point because I mean, we talk about how the how much of it is in the cameos and if Cartoon Network had released a trailer of like the characters walking through the hallway with the all the characters in the background Basically, if you if they had that scene and or the scene with Ben transforming into all the characters, that would have completely ruined it, right? Yeah. Because you're you if if we already knew that was happening, what is there to look forward to in this? I mean, there's little character moments between the mains, but like that surprise, it it did really really help this, and so I think you're right. It is. I still honestly, I would still trade Cartoon Network actually caring about its legacy. And and the shows that made it so great in the first place, I would rather that than have this, this if that makes any sense. But um, since it turned out this way, I'm I'm happy with at least there's that. There's the f- fact that it wasn't spoiled. Right. So. All right. Now, <clears throat> are you guys ready for the trivia game? Let's do it. Okay. All right. KO. So, I took a Wikipedia description from every Cartoon Network show. To ever exist. Oh, oh I think god. I'll do good at this. Oh my god! I think I'm gonna do great at this. And then I threw those out because that was too much. <laughs> so oh, instead, no. <laughs> instead, I decided to take the existing trivia from episodes two and three of the recast, which both of you were on respectively, and we're just gonna do that. We're gonna do a mix of those two to see if you guys could do better than you did previously. All right. Uh, I guess this is to, to start. Uh, Shadow, how familiar are you with Ben Ten? Uh, I've seen the original, and I saw, like, 
of five episodes of the reboot, but I've seen like nothing of any of the series in between. Okay. And Kuro, did you watch the original Powerpuff Girls? I loved the original Powerpuff Girls, not to the degree where like I would like know their mythology and everything, but as a kid, like I've I've pretty much like seen a, a ton of it. All right, and monsters, you were here for both trivia games, so you should get all of these correct. <laughs> all right, so the way the game is played, you have to tell me whether it's a reboot or the original. Uh, I didn't obscure the characters' names, so you'll know whether it's Powerpuff Girls or Ben Ten, but you just gotta tell me reboot or original. There's no there's no uh, handicaps this time. Because Kuro lost when he played the first time, but only because we gave him such a strict handicap. If, if we were given the same standard as Monsters, he would have gotten a perfect score, I think. Something like that. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Round one. When the professor is kidnapped, the girls must go to a mysterious island to save him. Monsters. Reboot or original? Um, I'm going to say... And what show is it? You don't get any points for that, but I hope you know. Powerpuff Girls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I am going to say Reboot. Kuro. I'm going to say Reboot, because I don't remember a lot of the OG Powerpuff Girls episodes taking place outside of Townsville. And Shadow? It's Reboot. All right. You are all correct. It's from the episode Salamander. Hey. Ben finds people making shows about his alien forms. Monsters. What show is it? Ben 10 Classic. Shadow? You gotta ask yourself, does it sound like something yeah. a reboot would do? Or does it sound like something an original? Say one more time. Okay. Ben, finds... ben finds people making shows about his alien forms. I'll go with the... I'll go with original, too. Kuro? Yeah, it's the original. You are all correct. Hey. Okay. I think this description is wrong, too, because I'm pretty sure it's only the one show. But yeah, it's, it's only plural. one. He runs it to two shows, though. Uh, all right. Number three. So you're all, you're all tied. You're all good. Okay? Who's going to make a first mistake? That's the real question. Probably me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go on. All right. Monsters. The girls enter the mayor's dream world to find the source of his nightmares. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to say Powerpuff Girls original. Ooh, I want to say... Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say reboot again. Okay, and Shadow? It's the original. What? Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, season season six. Yeah, the mayor's not that much in. Uh... How did they get into his nightmares? Uh, the professor builds a machine. Yeah, I bet. And he attaches <laughs> it to their head, and they go in. Yeah, All I right. remember that one. Yeah, it's season six, so I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. There's also another dream episode of the Powerpuff Girls original. Speed right. Demon. Was that a dream episode? <laughs> What's up? No, never mind. I was thinking of a different episode. No, Dream Scheme. Yeah. You're thinking of Dream Scheme. All right, yeah. so Shadow and Monsters are tied with three. Kuro is at two. Number four. When a mysterious rain cloud plagues Townville, Bubbles learns things aren't what they seem. Monsters. Um. Ben Ten. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, Powerpuff <laughs> Girls. What is it? A mysterious rain cloud? Plagues Pl Townville. Townsville. Um. All right, whatever. Uh, reboot. 
Shadow? Am I supposed to go last? <laughs> no, no I'm alternating too? between you two. It's not based upon. Oh, okay. oh, I thought it was based on the show. Oh, okay. Well, that's the reboot. Which one did you say, Monsters? Reboot. Okay. And Carl? I was going to say reboot, too, but I'm pretty sure Shadow just told it's a reboot. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was concerned. Yeah, I think he should, like, well, he should go last right. on the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, right, I feel like right, I should go right. last on the Powerpuff right. ones, you know? It almost alternates. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So... Kuro is at three, Monsters, and Shadow at four. You are all correct. It, the episode is called Largo. Largo. I think that's I, the only one I've seen. See, I would have gotten this wrong. I would have said Nano of the North from the original. <laughs> right. I remember from the last time that you tried to trick me with it, which is why I knew it right away. <laughs> uh, it's like a month and a half ago at this point, or two months ago. So, uh, you guys, you guys' memory is sharp, though. All right. Number five. Number five. When the mayor's mansion is stalked by a vicious monster, the girls must step in to help. Monsters, did you attack the mayor's mansion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yes, I did. Um, interesting. This is very vague. Very, very vague. Yep. Um, when a vicious monster attacks the mayor's mansion. Um, hmm. The mayor's mansion is stalked by a vicious monster. Stalked. How, how can a mansion be stalked if it doesn't move? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I didn't say the mansion doesn't move. I didn't say that. <laughs> okay. Allegedly. Um, okay, I'm gonna say original. Okay. And uh, Carol. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say original too. And Shadow, tell them what it is. It's the reboot. Oh no. Yep. Shadow is Rip. correct. Well, it was good while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think the mayor's mansion is ever shown in the original show. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, did, I thought did, he lived uh, in Collinsville Hall. Mansion, but I didn't the... want to sound stupid. Wait, no. I mean, wait, we watched an episode with, where we see the mayor's mansion for like one second when Princess takes over the town. Yeah. I always yes. thought he lived in Townsville Hall. I I was about to mention the uh, you see it from the inside in uh, a few episodes. There's huh. also a. Uh, Powerpuff Bluff. That's another one where you see the inside of his house. All right. So you're up by one shadow, but there's three more questions. Yeah. It's, and, and they're probably all Ben 10, <laughs> so I don't think it's going to last. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> three crooks steal the rust bucket. Monsters, which show is this? Oh, no, because I no, I remember when I was editing this, I... <laughs> Uh, hold on. Just give me one second. No, it's... No, you, no, 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 no. Answer now or you lose the point. Okay, I'm going to say it's the reboot. Okay. And Shadow. This is like the most generic. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Plot Doesn't this also happen in both, ep both series? Hang on. You give your answer. Let Shadow answer. Is there... Are both answers right? Like I, I can't say. Thanks, monsters. The... I can't say though. Go shadow. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say both answers are right. Okay. And Kuro? <laughs> I don't know. It's the original series. 
Kuro is correct. Uh, no, <laughs> monsters. I didn't know we could choose both answers all the That's time. That's not an option. Do you I get half just... a point? No, no. <laughs> Darn you, it. Ma you, you, you made up a nonsensical <laughs> or not a nonsensical. <laughs> you made up a third option that doesn't exist, so you get no points. Oh. I, I'm kind of tempted to take away a point, honestly. No, please, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ooh, <dude. laughs> no, um, so Kuro and monsters are tied at four, and Shadow, I guess I'll leave you at five. All right. That's really. <laughs> I thought I could Major get half oof. a point out of that. <laughs> you can't say both answers. That's like that's, that's half. A, that should count as half a point if you ask me. <laughs> no, because then you just always get half a point by saying both. <laughs> yeah, but if you know it, then you get one. So you'll still like. I don't know. Whatever. All right. Well, anyway. listen. There's a, there's a suggestion and feedback tab on our recast Discord <laughs> server. If you feel free, if you want to pose your comments. All right. Let me just uh, go over there right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Post it. Let people know when we record this. There's a whole activism campaign. It's like hashtag justice for Shadow. Well, this this point might this might determine it for all we know because it's close. Shadow is okay. at five. And Monsters and Crow are at four. Let's let's move on. Okay. Question number seven. The girls learn to appreciate each other's style after having to each fight solo. Hmm. Okay. Um. I'm gonna go. Oh yeah. Uh, original. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go OG. I think I think I remember seeing a classic episode like that. Shadow. It's actually the reboot because it's Splitsville. What? Uh, not Splitsville. What about the one where they're fighting in the simulation? The one where they're fighting in the what? In the simulation. original, weren't they all like fighting in a simulation or something? Uh, I mean, it's po hey, There's... listen, it's possible that this plot is in both, but this is how the Wikipedia description. This is which one I took it from. Wikipedia. That's, that's the question. My true enemy. And I remember knowing this one because it was the episode I had just reviewed at the time. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Is this game rigged? Is that what I'm getting? <laughs> I just—I mean, he's using the same prompts, so I just remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's—it's—it's—I well, because I, it was a pretty unfair game in the first place, so I feel like right. we're we're, right. we're testing memory, if nothing else. So, at this point, Shadow wins. I'm just throwing that out there. He's Woo. ahead by—he's got six. The two of you have four, but but between the two of you, right? You determine if you tie or who comes in second. Okay. And Shadow, you determine how, how much of a winner you want to be. All right. That's a, that's a How much question. do you dominate right now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Oh. Ben and Billy Billions clash in a duel for supremacy at the Laser Tag Park. But when Billy inadvertently ignites a robot rebellion, their game escalates into a full-blown war. Monsters. Uh, I'm going to say Ben 10 Classic. Shadow. I think I know this because this is one of the few episodes <gasps> I saw. Is this the reboot? I can't tell you that. Girl? Yeah, this is that freaking reboot episode called Don't Laze Me, Bro. Again, Don't wasn't Billy Billions in the original? That's right! I remember that! <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> oh my god. All I right. remember that. So, Shadow is our big winner at seven points. You got almost every one of them correct. Congratulations. Okay. Thank you. Kuro is our second place winner at number five and the guy who was with us for both trivia games previously <laughs> <laughs> comes in at number four hey. it was good well it lasted Happy i did better than i thought monsters. i would 
Uh, That's actually funny how that played out. I got the first four correct, and I got the uh, the last ones wrong. Yeah, you did really good up until you didn't. Uh, I do <laughs> yeah. love that. I do love that you remember that it was "Don't Laze Me, Bro," because I mean, come on. But also, I feel like you probably knew that, Kuro, because Billy Billions is not a character in the original show. No, <laughs> he's not. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Monsters, you probably should have known that too. You're right. <laughs> uh, so, thank all three of you guys for being on the podcast. This was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you three are some of my favorite people, so I'm very happy to oh, have this. Thanks. No, I had a great time. I always love coming on here. Yeah, oh. same. I loved it. Loved every minute of it. All right. Every well, second. Every nanosecond. I liked like every other second. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I, I like only prime seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like Ben Prime. Oh. Uh, so remember, next week, Kuro will be back on for more Ben 10 goodness. And then uh, in a few weeks, maybe Shadow will come back. Hey. Ooh. We'll, leave a, we'll put a poll in the description. Do you guys want to see Shadow back or should we? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I hope. Don't Gosh. actually... <laughs> Now I'm kind of worried. What does everyone think of me? Do they want me back? Oh, man. Aww. I'm starting to question myself. I'll, I'll always vote for you to come back. Don't worry. Oh, thank you. My vote counts as at least, like, three or four votes. So. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're both guests, so you, your votes supersede everyone else. So as long as you want to come back on, Shadow, you're back. So. But if people vote for both, they get half a vote for yes. So. <laughs> oh, no, no, if people vote for both, they get nothing. Th- is that how the election works? Did you vote for both, Shadow? <laughs> no. What? it's not name me a voting system in which you can pick both i do i do love that that like quiplash i also love yeah there you go that's not an option you can you can you can disperse your votes even no you don't vote at all and then no one gets everyone's a loser that's what happens when you when you oh everyone is squid yeah sad ending though like i'd rather have someone win you you did win he was number one uh <laughs> all right, anyways well, yeah thank you uh thank you viewers for joining us for this recast L- let us know what you thought of having four people on that that's the question i do want to hear from so yeah everyone say happy birthday to monsters in the comments Aww, thank you out keep it fizzy see ya I'm the birthday boy.